What's up, everybody? This is the All You Can Hear podcast live from Chattanooga, Tennessee. SEI, what? Well, well, you know, live enough. From SEI with me for this segment. This is going to be a multi-segment podcast. Going to be a ton of people coming in, coming out, whatever. First segment, I got Devin Hales. Yeah. <laughs> we got Papa Hales. That's right. And we got... Dustin Hales. Wubba lubba dub dub. Oh, that's a good, that's a good. And uh, we're just, just, for this first segment, this first segment of the podcast, first thing everybody's listening to, just want to hype up the SEI, like the magic that's kind of around SEI. This is actually my first SEI, despite, you know. Is it really? Where were you last year? I just kind of assume you. you No, last year, remember, we, I was at the beach and instead I went to New South when I came home and then I came to AWE. Oh yeah, you went to the beach. That's right. You were shamed because of what I was a little shamed You were ashamed. But I bought it back, SCR, ordered a plane, you know, piece of cheesecake. That's right. I forgot about that. You were there. Yeah, I was at SCR. You were with us in spirit though. I was there in spirit. I mean. And I did come to AWE, but the time everybody was at AWE. uh, Yeah, by that point, it was, it was, yeah. I hope the same situation doesn't happen at uh, at SUP on Sunday. (laughs) Let, Let me make this clear. I want to welcome everyone to Chattanooga. As everyone should know, if you don't, I am the Don. Yes, absolutely. Of Southern Graps. This is my home territory. There's nothing in the world like SCI. If you're not here, then you made the wrong decision this weekend. <laughs> because SCI is freaking lit. Oh my God. I just came from a room with about 30 or 40 Graps maniacs. And the crowd is just going to swell. I just happened to have a conversation with the bad boy who is on his way as we speak, will be coming and appearing very shortly in this near vicinity. Wait, the bad boy's going to be here The soon? bad boy. Are we going to make it? Marty Janetti? Oh, yeah, no. Are we going to make it to bad boy. Oh, the bad, bad boy. Oh, my goodness. I feel like we can just end it there. That was, I mean, no. And there's a certain... Young fella, a stallion that just talked to me that said he's on the way from St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, So I think we'll probably spot some of these gentlemen and many others around our premises Mm -hmm. in the very near future. And if you're not here, you're stupid (laughs) and you're not where you need to be to see what independent wrestling is all about because you're missing the best time of your life. So if you're not at SCI, you're a moron. That's right. Yeah. Folks, That's, this is actually just a radio ad for Papa Hale. Yeah, this is actually... <laughs> this is Papa just was like, like, I'm going to play. It's funny because this doesn't come out till Monday. This, so. is just, this is just an advertisement. That's exactly. Like. You know, it took you know, it took me a, a year, more than a year to build my brand. I'll tell you exactly how many... <laughs> I'll tell you how many followers I had. Here's how many followers I had a, a year ago. Zero. Zero freaking followers. That's how many I had. Now, you know how many I got now? You got more than me, Papa. I'll tell you how many I got now, damn it. <laughs> if anybody 2, wants me 2,701. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's how many. Does anybody want me to fact check them on that one? I mean, I believe him. I okay. thought he had more. I thought he was in the 3,000s by now. But uh, I would. you mentioned Kurt earlier. Kurt will actually be appearing on the podcast later. Uh, yep. In, in a segment. You know, Kurt, awesome guy. Everybody here, you know, there's just so many good 
vibes here. Like, I, like you don't really get that. Like, you know, WrestleMania weekend, we were all there. We were all just kind of everywhere. We didn't really, although we did get stuck at Dave and Buster's. Yeah, we did get stuck. <laughs> that was bullshit. That was by bullshit. By the way, who's they, sat us down, they sat us down at a table. They sat eat. us down at a table. We, they knew we were wanting to eat. And they told us. Then we sat down. They were like, "Oh yeah, we don't serve food anymore." Ruined like, the Dave and Buster's. This is bullshit. I'll, I'll never some, go to Dave and Buster's. I bought some like twenty dollar Dave and Buster's. Card however, Dave and Buster's in San Antonio was freaking awesome. And Dylan Hales whipped Fred Yehi at basketball at Dave and Buster's. <laughs> and Sue Young flew across country to meet me at Dave and Buster's. <laughs> And the hell? When we went in there, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa came over to see me to say hi. <laughs> I love how this Papa's is, just this dropping is also, every name. This is also called uh, Papa Hale's putting himself over it. <laughs> That's how you more think than, I more built than Kevin my freaking Nash or brand from 0 to 2,700. <laughs> you know, it's a nonstop. The, the, the truth is, the truth is, I'm just a fan. I got... <laughs> I'm just an old freaking man watering his well, Papa, garden. Papa, your shirt says Papa Hales on it. So That's true. It does, <laughs> That's it right. does say you Papa Hales on there. it. But I have no money. I have no power. I have no influence. I'm just an old fart. And that's the God's Ladies truth. Ladies and gentlemen, Papa Hales just lied three times. <laughs> no power. Please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I just want to explain something real quick. I kind of want to tell you, Tanner, I don't know if you knew about this, but let me just give you an example of the SCI experience. I believe it was after night two of, of, of last year's SCI. Devin, go ahead and, and correct me if I'm wrong on this. But after night two, it was probably about, what, six, seven in the morning. Me, Devin, I don't even know who else was all there. Emma was randomly, like, stumbling across the street. Dylan and I all walked. To, it was literally about... 12 of us or so stumbled our way into Waffle House. The sun was coming up and it was the perfect, the SCI had ended and we were all stumbling in for one last, one last meal together before we all left the, the Chattanooga area. I mean, that's how you, but that's that, how you end a trilogy. That, that's what I'm saying. Waffle House at the end, <laughs> like right after, I mean, come on. That's where, that's, that's where it. it should end. You know, all good wrestling shows end at, at Waffle House. Or, or Denny's. Or Denny's. Somewhere, somewhere late in Or Denny's the with the Sandman yeah. shooting on we people were there. in the middle of the... We were there. Yeah. We saw him. <laughs> that, last, that last night, that Saturday night, when I saw Chris, uh, Hero, uh, I said, I'm going to do a moonsault. I said, I'm going to do a freaking moonsault. So I went up to the, to the room. Uh, the boys knew this story. I went up to the room. I said, damn it, I'm going to do a moonsault. I had I was in a room by myself. There were two beds, so I tried to moonsault from one to the other, but I couldn't do it. I just kind of twisted sideways and kind of fell in a big heap, and I broke my glasses. So the next day, I see Chris Hero down in Atlanta because we went to go see AWE the next day. He says, dude, are you okay? I saw where you busted your glasses, but I had another pair because I really don't know why I wear glasses because I can't see anyway. <laughs> you got a good point it makes there, no yes. difference. If I'm going to read, I have to take my glasses off to read. Um uh, I really can't see much, but I have a hell of a good time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. For those that don't know, a moonsault—that's a backflip. So, yeah, just uh, just kind of get that, know. just kind of get that mental image in your head of Papa Hill doing um, a moonsault. Uh, I mean, go ahead. SCI, SCI, awesome. But I also want to do a shout out to Sup Graps, yes, which absolutely. we're gonna do, which we're gonna do Sunday. I'm super excited about that absolutely. show as well. Uh, That'll be a good topper. So. Yeah, unfortunately, we can't make it to Nashville. Cause, I mean. 
jumps they, and stuff. They fun. got some really good matches on that card. They got mm-hmm. a really good commentator in that show too. Oh, I've heard. Yeah. I've, I've heard. Uh, you may have some some bias there. <laughs> I think he's kind of. I've heard, I've heard he's kind of an asshole. Yeah, that's though, right. So. He is. Uh, you know, I want to mention something that's going to happen tomorrow because a lot of people are interested in this. We have some activities going on Fan Fest this year. We're trying mm-hmm. to organize it a little bit better than we did last year. So uh, later tonight we're going to have karaoke. We're getting set up in there now. That's going to be wild as hell. Who knows? Do we have any rap happen. for the karaoke? Um, we're going to do uh, um, a um, dress up, dress up like a wrestler contest. I'm already there. Night. I'm already dressed up like that, yeah. That, that'll that'll be tomorrow saying. night. I can't even see Tanner. Yeah, but but kind of the big event people are looking forward to is the wrestling trivia contest oh, because yeah. there's going to be some big prizes in that, and people are going to challenge a team of three, which is Dave, uh, Bex, David Bex, mm-hmm. Chris Zellner. And this guy right here. How'd you get yourself on that team? Well, uh, uh, thousands of hours of WWE footage. We had to have a WWE time. mark. Oh, Go ahead, yeah. Devin, talk. A very long time looking through PWI almanacs every year. Up until about 2008 or 2009, I would read them for hours That's and memorize pay-per-view dates and matches on the card. So that's where my WWE knowledge comes from. Wow. That's that's. I and I've also know. been watching WWE for almost twenty years. Yeah, you've been so. watching WWE it, almost as long as I've been in life. And Devin does a blog. <laughs> he he watches every WWE match, even house shows and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, the house shows have fallen by the wayside. Yeah. That's yep. but, last year though, invaluable. Even this year, invaluable yep. resource for people that want to catch up on WWE. So matches, so we get, we had to have a WWE mark on the on the team. <laughs> but uh, these questions on the on the trivia were made up by me, and so. It's basically like everything else. It's all about Papa Hales. Yeah. So obviously. you know, you know. But at least I'm honest about it. Yeah. I, I had a guy ask me, tell me the other day, dude. All you do is put yourself over. I said it took you that freaking long to figure that out. I mean, come on. I mean, there's only three guarantees in life: that's death, taxes, Papa Hales. That's so. right. That's, that's, <laughs> that's right. a good point. I mean, I feel like we've done a, a good job hyping up SCI. If anybody has anything else they want to mention or we can just go uh, roll right into plugs there's the shoot cake. i have one more thing to mention yeah hit me i don't know about y'all but fired up baby oh yeah i'm fired, fired up, up for the show fired that's up. what i gotta say fired, fired up, up. That, i mean come on fired of up. Fired up. steve over there fired up steve learner in the room yeah incredible incredible card i will say that incredible yes card oh, this, this card year, this card always. absolutely but really balanced one thing i love about sci is they don't put a lot of matches in that you know who the winner is going to be mm-hmm they match guys evenly. So when you get in the tournament, you don't honestly know what the hell the outcome is going to be. I'm on the SCI team, but I only do hospitality. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I help to arrange hotels. I help to arrange a lot of the of the uh, fun kind of stuff. But I have no idea what's going on in the booking. Yeah. I yeah. have no clue. I don't know how it's going to turn out when I like it that way. Yeah. But it's going to be fantastic. The last two years have been incredibly great wrestling. But if you combine that with the experience of camaraderie with your brothers and sisters, that's what it's all about to me, really. Absolutely. And just more and more people are coming in now. I know Keith Harris is here walking yes, around. He's from, from England. England. Yeah. And we got like, one from Australia on the way. To him. So, that's insanity yeah, to yeah. me. But, uh, yeah, I, th- I think we did a good job hyping it up. If you guys want to do some plugs, plug it up. Yeah, plug it up, Dev. Well, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at KingMotivatorH. Uh, I will be putting out my July rankings next week for Woo! WWE. Uh, and uh, once this uh, stuff comes out, uh, the SEI tournament comes out, what's uh, what's uh, the video coming out on this year, the, the streaming service, Dad? Is it- uh, 
I should know that, and I don't. Is it Powerbomb? Is it coming out on Powerbomb or no? Uh, Adela knows, and he just announced it. And uh, that's information I should have, and I don't. Yeah. But we'll get that. You'll be able to find it on all yes. our Twitters. Yeah, it'll, be, it'll be, be all over Twitter. Absolutely yeah. over Twitter. It was just recently announced. Follow the SCI uh, Twitter yes, account. Yes, follow the SCI you should, fan page. And yes. I believe it was just announced a few days ago, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, PW so, Pondering's had it announced mm-hmm. it in their podcast. Yep. Um, so, but I was just going to say that uh, a match to look forward to that will be happening tomorrow night will be Anthony Henry versus Gary J. Oh, which absolutely. is a match that I think it's be is yes, that, yes. Gonna get, quite good. Kill each other. It's going to be insane. Papa, you want to? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Papa Hales at Mike Hales Nine. Uh, you can also follow my uh, writings at uh, PW Ponderings, and uh, also Wrestling with Words. I am the promoter of a, a new women's tournament that will be coming next uh, next year called the Making Towns uh, Classic. Uh, we've already uh, made arrangements to have some of the very, very top independent women's wrestlers uh, in the country uh, on that card. And, uh, you can follow that at uh, Making Towns Classic, MT Classic also and on Twitter. Awesome. And then uh, uh, you can follow me uh, at Drive-By Outcast Did you have to Twitter? get your Twitter account up to know what your huh? hat was? No. Oh, I just saw your. Phone. I was looking. No, I was looking at my count oh. to see how many followers I had. Oh, I'm not. I'm not even course. close to. I'm not, not even, even close, close to Papa Hell's numbers. I'm at. It's probably because I'm a Roman fan. Uh, well, so, maybe I'm wearing but, all John Cena stuff right now. So. Well, you got a good point. Although yeah. I can't, John. WrestleMania John 34, Cena. folks. God, WrestleMania God bless 34. John. There, you guys can verify my Twitter. Was my number correct? Right there, 2701. That, that's verified. 2701, and I think with that. Oh, one more thing. One more thing. Tank versus Matt Riddle, I'm probably going to cry tomorrow. Yeah, probably yes. going to cry, probably going to cry. Tank, appearing on the podcast the later. Legend. It's going to be right. great. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening to segment one. This is Tanner, All You Can Hear podcast, back at it again. We're in a locker room. And today, well, not today, it's still the same podcast, I guess. I have Wenzel with me. Hey. I have Dylan Hales with me. Hola. And I have Josh Massey with me. Hello. Dylan, Josh... Uh, co-promoters, co-bookers of the whole Scenic City Invitational. And today I just just kind of want to get in that mindset a little bit of like how, supri- or not even surprising, but how great is it of how f- quickly this has grown into the kind of behemoth it is now, the undertaking it is now? Anybody can take that question. I'd, uh... Uh, you know, first let me just, and I, I know you didn't mean to, Scott Hensley um, oh, yeah, is, is takes as much credit as we do on this. Um, basically, you know, I, I had the idea uh, a few years ago um, to to start something. I love the Ted Petty Invitational. I love the the, the King of the Indies. I love just formats like that. Um, a couple years ago, I just uh, it just was time. I wasn't wrestling as much. Scott and I had kicked around the idea a lot. Um, and we had the opportunity with the building in Rossville uh, that Empire had. So we we just took the you know the, the bull by the horn and and started fantasy booking. And then it grew into hey, let's go ahead and do it. Um, then last year, uh, you know, I started talking to Dylan and Papa for the first time more, um, and they helped out a lot last year. Um, and we we know the success of last year. Um, and this year, we you know Scott and I talked and. Dylan is a no-brainer. Um, he's 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 helped in every way you can imagine, um, and he's a great asset to our team. Um, the only way this is going to grow and be successful 
is if we can bring people into the fold that we can trust, that we can be honest with. If an idea sucks, they're going to say it, and I'm going to say it. But we're not going to get mad at each other, and that's why the, the format that we have works. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's kind of crazy. Like, I mean, just last year you ran the SCI. This year already you've ran Cedic City Rumble, Scenic City Invitational. Now you have trios in November, and then you have you're running four shows next year, and it's kind of insane just to like that growth, that, that level of growth. Like normal indies don't have that kind of growth, and then like you guys did it running one show a year. <laughs> well, I think I think keeping things uh, fresh and trying to do things that are actually unique is really the difference because this isn't a knock at any other company. I mean, you know this as well as anybody. I travel all over the country. Oh yeah, to absolutely. watch indie shows. So. But there's so many shows that do a, basically a variant of the dream match formula. Yep. And there, there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of those shows make a ton of money and make guys' careers. But I, I think that there's only so many places that can do that. Not every place can be AEW. Not every place can be PWG. And not just for budget reasons, just because at some point – Fans just get exhausted of it. Yeah. You know, there's there's only you know, a few places do it right, and then other places try and they don't succeed. I think what makes this play, you know, the Scenic City event special is it's a showcase both for uh, you know regional talent and local talent, but at a platform that gives them some sort of national and international buzz by putting them in there with guys like Matt Riddle or Jason Kincaid or, or you know Darby Allen, and now you're at, now you're in a place where there's a next level opportunity. There's next level visibility, and it's a win-win for everyone. Um, and at the same time, if you do that right, you can create stars here. I mean, by no means do I think Scenic City deserves credit for his success, but I I do think that Anthony Henry shows that if you treat this like an event that can help make you and get you to the next level, it can help make you and get you to the next level because I don't think it's a coincidence that he is where he is now after the the runs he's had at at the scenic city events yeah absolutely i mean i i remember like the the big match that got a ton of buzz in 2015 was his match with rave and that got a ton of i mean that's what put him on my radar and like i i know like i remember telling guys i was like man i was like this anthony henry guy is really good and then like obviously last year he had the run all the way to the final and you know get, getting to interact with guys like i mean like leo rush in the first round and then like I, he had Chris Hero in the finals with all those Gunnar Miller and then Jimmy Rave again. And, like, it, it's so good. And the something I love about the Scenic City events is, like, yes, it is a tournament, but you kind of need to know what's happening to the thing. Like, there's overarching stories throughout the events. And I think you guys do that really well because it's not, like, in your face. Like, this is a story we're trying to tell. It just kind of organically happens. I think that's really cool. That's what's special about it. Um, we knew that we wanted – um, simple stories. We knew we wanted something that people could pay attention to. Um, and we started that with the first one that went to the second one. We've got some ideas and plans going forward. Um, you know, and this year, it's a, you know, I think the big story this year is, is Tank. You know, yeah. and, and his story um, tonight, tomorrow, um, whatever it may be. Uh, and then you have the story of Anthony Henry. You have the story of Joey Lynch. You you have the story of Matt Riddle coming back. Yeah. Is he going to get his is, – is he going to – you know, there was a, an instance last year where he handed the trophy to Gunnar Miller. Mm-hmm. Are we going to see that? Maybe, maybe not. Um, you know, and you mentioned – I just want to touch on this real quick and not steer it off base, but you mentioned the shows we're doing. Um, you know, the trio show uh, in November, Scott and Dylan have full – control over that mm-hmm. i have nothing zero to do with it it's nothing. all my fault uh, <laughs> my you know 
I help promote and book, and the Scenic City is is my is my baby. Yeah. But they have as much say so as it than than I do, yeah. uh, as I do. Um, and then we're going, you know, we're going to uh, Scenic City Showdown in January at Udawah High School. It's not going to go. Um, we're not going above four shows a year. Yeah. That you go above four shows a year, and you risk losing the unique, the uniqueness of it, the specialness of it. You you risk losing the experience, mm-hmm. and that's what we sell. Yep. Yeah. We 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 want to sell good wrestling. We want to sell experience. And you guys saw it firsthand last night. Um, you know, at the hotel, it's there's nothing better, man. I mean, like WrestleMania has it, and nothing's gonna ever touch WrestleMania. But I dare say that anything is gonna touch what we do. At least once a year. I mean, yeah. I mean, like I, I was at WrestleMania in Orlando, and like it. This has a much more. It's like all the, you know, the brotherhood, the sisterhood of a WrestleMania, but it's so much more intimate because you don't have people spread all over. You know, the horrific city of Orlando, Florida. <laughs> Hated it. But Worst traffic in the country. Yeah. Her. Oh, don't. I don't. Yeah. Don't talk about it. But anyways, um, it's just so cool to see like what you guys here are doing like you and like kind of like fan because there wasn't a fan fest in 2015 but last year like just kind of happened because everybody was like yeah let's get together and go to the show and then it happened again this year and there's probably even more people here this year and like it's going to continue to grow and then again you have trios and you have rumble and i think it's so cool that it's created an event where like yes we're all coming for the wrestling but everybody just has a good time non-stop and like everybody everybody's legit friendly like that's what they were talking like my my friends were talking about yesterday cody and winslow jonathan and colt they were all talking about like just how nice everybody was they were like yeah i was like yeah like when josh he came to our table and shook hands with all five of us and they were like wow that guy was like so nice so cool it's like yeah that's that's josh he's, he's an awesome guy then like Ben came over to our table and he was super nice. Well, <laughs> ben might have been a little drunk, but Ben came to our table and he might was super been. nice. <laughs> but it was just how friend or, or like Papa, your brothers, or you, Dylan, and just like everybody has been so nice. And but and I said this earlier, isn't that what we were taught? In yes, absolutely. Like, treat people how you want to be, be treated. treated. Yeah. Yes, like, absolutely. You know, and I feel like it's my duty to. I'm not going to get around to everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try, and I'm going to you – know, I want to say thank you for coming. You guys are giving up your weekend to be here. It's the least that I can do to say thank you and find people and say, hey, thank you so much. Shake your hand. You know, if there's anything that I can do, you know, to, to, to make your time more enjoyable, just let me know. You know, I may not can help in every way that you want, but I want to try. How, how long did it take you guys to get here? Uh, three hours. We had okay. a relatively short track. No, 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 no. That's not a short track. I mean, like, seriously – you're, this is a re- these are wrestling shows. Like I say this to everybody. To me, I define an out of towner for the purposes of an event like this as somebody who's coming more than an hour away, because that takes an investment. Like you can go to the movie theater for ten dollars, well, fifteen twenty. Uh, you know, that's three miles from your house. Yeah. Like and, and do that. You can sit at home and watch. You know, wrestling on YouTube or do whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it. it if you're coming for more than an hour, that's an investment. Three hours is a serious investment. Yeah. I mean, you like you can't. That takes gas money. It takes the hotel tickets. It takes time. Like the fact that you guys are willing to come three hours is a huge. That's why we're able to do shows that actually matter because people are not. It's not that's not a knock on the local fans. They're great, but the fact that you guys are willing to come 
two, three hours or, or longer. That is what makes this a special event. It's not just that we have great wrestling on the show. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's also why the ticket, the ticket prices, they're never going to change. Yeah. If you change ticket prices and you up, then you're nickel and diamond people. And then, you know, you're not – we want to keep it affordable. Yeah. We, we want to – we want to be enticing to people. And if we raise ticket prices, then, you know, maybe, you know, that extra $30, $40 for gas isn't feasible. Maybe the extra $60, $70, $80 for a hotel room is not feasible. Yeah. And I'm just, you know, we want to we want to keep it like it is, but, but take steps to make it better. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's kind of the weird, like, you know, three hours three hour sure is a long way. Keith Harris flew from the U.K., and landed in Atlanta, and then took a bus from Atlanta to Chattanooga to be here this weekend, and like that, like that's insane. We have like, somebody coming from Brisbane, Australia. Yeah, and there's a guy, and I don't, I don't even know who, if I know who this is, who's flying from to- Toronto today. Like, like so. that's wild. I mean, like a tr- an international event, like sure, absolutely. And it's just, it's so cool to see what it has evolved into over the years. Are you just, <laughs> hey, <laughs> <laughs> he does talk. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's so well. It's These are his. Well, first, I mean, if you're gonna shut up, the, you may talk. I it's a, this is his first <laughs> wrestling event. Yeah, yeah th- this is kind of the thing. Like, I, I mean, I, I'm just behind the curtain a little bit. I never planned on bringing the podcast here. I was originally going to come here with Tyler, which is who you have met before. Yeah, and uh, but then Cody, Cody asked me before we even started the podcast. He's like, because I was telling him about SCR and WrestleMania. Sure. He was like, I want. I want to experience that. And then Cody came along, and then we added Colt, and then Wenzel, and then Jonathan. So, like, we fit five people in a Santa Fe, uh, drove up three <laughs> let hours. Me, let me tell you something. Tonight, when we when I walk around at the end of the night and hand people little scraps of paper for the match of the match of the night vote, I want I'm most interested to see what you guys vote for, and I am demanding that all of you people vote because four of the five people that are in this room with myself and Josh right now. Have never been to a wrestling show. Is that correct? Yep, never. Okay, I'm very interested to see what you guys think is the match of the night. And what you guys think of the show? I'd like not. I mean, I don't care what Tanner thinks anyway. But yeah. I mean, <laughs> Dylan's known me for seven years and has never once has taken an interest. So <laughs> I don't know why that would change now. So. But uh, no, I'm, I'm I'm really in some ways it's actually even cooler that you guys came than a lot of the other people not to knock anybody else just <laughs> just because they've never been to a wrestling show. But what he just said is exactly why everyone likes his dad and his brothers more so than. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. I mean, Papa's a lovable guy. And, why, and and Dylan and I are kind of the same, which is why no one likes me either. So we fit really well. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I just I mean want to thank you guys so much for coming on. Like I mean, just people don't realize the amount of time you guys have put in for this. And, like I, I don't th- I don't think anybody understands. And now that it's not just one show, like it's four shows a year, and like that's in, I mean that's a full time job essentially. That's what we were talking about earlier. I I'll tell you now. I mean I know we've gotten so close, the three of us. We all know like the personal things that are going on with all and. There's stuff going on that we, you know, we, you know, we help each other through it too. Yeah. Um, you know, my wife and I just had a baby four weeks ago. I yeah. Mean, congratulations. Good grief. Congrats. I mean, like, thank you. It's just, there's all kinds of stuff going on, but like, we all have, um, you know, girlfriends or wives. We're lucky in the fact that they don't hate wrestling. Yeah. That they're all <laughs> so cool they about it. And that they understand that 
this isn't a personal gain. We're helping our community. Mm-hmm, sure. And that's why I think it, you know, it, it helps our personal lives that way too. Um, but I'm going to kind of like steer this real quick. I want to take just a minute. And Dylan and I are going to ask a question each since you guys have been asking all the questions. Oh, my God. Okay. Free so plane segment. My first question one. is going to be what match you guys are looking forward to the most on night one. I mean, I, I'll go first, I guess. I mean, <laughs> I'm looking forward to, to Tank versus Matt Riddle. Again, because I know Tank has wanted this match. I, I know he talked about it last year. He wanted the match. And, you know, him winning the Cedric Sinning Rumble, like him being able to request Matt Riddle – and, you know, potentially being his retirement match, he may lose. Who knows? Or he may win and win the whole SEI. I don't know. Um, You're trying to look at me. Uh, yeah, I'm looking <laughs> right at the He's Yeah, he's definitely uh, – He's trying. Tanner's trying to read the Yeah, read I'm the trying to read here. the room. Oh, my God, spit. But I'm trying to read the room a little <laughs> bit. But I just I, – like, I'm I'm excited about that. I knew as soon as it got announced at SCR, I'm like, I'm, I have to come to SCR. I don't care if Josh – coming anyway. Well, um, this is my first one. Do you yeah, realize? He wasn't, here, he wasn't here last year. Yeah. He wasn't here last year. Number one for dinner. Ooh, I can hear that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's crazy. <laughs> Uh, we're sharing a mic. We're we're, we're getting silly. I'm done. I'm gonna. What inter- are you excited for? I don't know anything. <laughs> so I guess I'm excited for Tank and Matt Riddle. I mean, I saw both of them today, and I'm like, that's gonna be interesting. Like, I, I've I've had to explain the story like behind like certain matches, like Anthony Henry versus Gary J. I'm like, those guys just hit really damn hard. And- well, but well, you know what? Here's the story to that match. Night Night One SCI. First year, 2015, mm-hmm. Anthony Henry lost, but he stole the show against Jimmy Raven. He sort of made his name. I mean, a lot of people, he's, you know, Gunnar Miller calls himself Mr. Scenic City, but to a lot of people. That same, bingo, like a lot of that first year, he was the person people talked about. Last year, I think a lot of people thought he was going to win the tournament when he got to the final. I think that that was an assumption a lot of people made. So he's that situation. But on the other hand, Gary Jay's kind of in that Anthony Henry role from 2015 Absolutely. where he could steal the show with a performance tonight and pre- perhaps win. Yeah. And I don't think that's out of the question when you look at what he's done uh, as far as a, being a well-traveled performer. And I might add, I know this this it will be out after the event, obviously, but there's a reason that six of the eight first-round matches are first-time matches. Yeah, absolutely. Because that sells a unique quality to the shows yeah. that a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of places don't do. There's a lot of promotions that don't try to do unique matchups. I mean, if anybody else wants to come on the on the match you're looking forward to the most, if anybody yeah, everybody up, everybody up. <laughs> Line up. I mean, we 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 knew it was eventually gonna we knew it was eventually gonna happen. So one of the matches that we absolutely knew we were gonna do when we locked it down was we wanted to be the first ones to do Darby and Janela. Yep. So I mean, that's one of the ones too. But you go ahead. Is, uh, is the Darby Janela match tonight? Yes. yes. Oh, I'm actually looking forward to that match because I've heard some stuff about Darby from Tanner. Apparently he's a little crazy yeah. in the ring. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. No, wait, you my, bring my, it to your oh, face. Okay. <laughs> We're small podcast. I mean, I, I don't know what to expect. Jonathan came very last minute. He got sick. That, that That's... I almost like the clean slate idea better, but go ahead. Yeah, and, and that, that's I want to try to go in is like 
without like any, as much outside influence as possible just to try to take in the ex- pure experience. That's fair. Here, give it to me. Oh, man, now we're getting greedy with the mic. Hi, everybody. I'm Cody. I'm here. Okay. So my big thing with uh, – so my big thing was I came in completely blind, and I was the one who initially – Tanner was talking about SEI. We were sitting at lunch one day after class, super excited for SEI, and I was like, you know, I want to go. I want to go experience that because I'm trying to experience new things, trying to see what's out there, trying to see if there's another, you know, thing that I can latch on to, right? And uh, I really didn't understand the significance of it until we had our interview with uh, – <laughs> I didn't understand how the does sig- it feel now, Cody. I know, I know. Uh, I didn't understand the significance of it until um, my uh, until the interview with Tank today, and seeing him almost cry was like this is not just don't out Tank like that. Uh, or yeah. see, well, he said it on the podcast. It's fine. <laughs> uh, it, uh, one of the things that I really enjoyed was seeing not seeing him cry, but seeing him. Uh, so emotional about it and seeing how this is not just something that happens on a weekend. This is something that he's been building up to. This is his life. And I thought that was really interesting. And I'm really excited to see that tonight. Yeah, last night whenever we were at that little karaoke thing, Colt, well, everybody looked at me and we were all like, it's overwhelming and stuff. And I guess what was overwhelming about it was like, the passion, I guess, and the friendliness yep. of the atmosphere, which is crazy because, like, you don't get that in a lot of places. And it's just weird thinking, like, oh, I'm – what? No. Oh, oh. <laughs> like, it's just weird thinking that, like, how can I become overwhelmed with kindness when, like, you know, like you said, that's how everybody should treat each other, which shows, like, where we come from, that's rare in a, in a weird sense. Well, I've yeah. never seen anything like it. Yeah. It's, well, that's, it's that's great to hear. And, I, and I'm going to – now I'm going to take my chance, and I know we have to wind down here pretty quick, but I'm going to take my chance to ask the one question that Josh decided that we were going to ask you guys. Um, what do I have to do to get all five of you back on November the 18th <laughs> for Scenic City Trios? I know, I know it's the holiday season, borderline the holiday season, He's a but, son of a bitch. But, but what, <laughs> what do I have to do to get you guys back? What would, what would, what would you guys potentially see this weekend that would make you want to come back? Uh, well, we've already actually talked about this. Uh, we probably will. We might be able to come back. Yeah. Hey, look, I got to graduate, and I graduate in December. Yeah, hope. And so Tanner's got this. some things going on. Outside of that, you know, it's in the realm of possibility. We're probably gonna, we're probably gonna pack up and. Come on up here again. Yep, it's a one-day event. I'm taking it easy on you guys. You got to make it. <laughs> we've got some great buildings that we've ran. This building is awesome. It's like a community college. Sunnydale High School, similar. Hickson High School is older than either one of these, but it's going to be. I'm not kidding. It'll be the best building for wrestling. Not even close. Ran. It's it's so loud in there that right now this is not an exaggeration because I've been in there recently, like what a month ago maybe. If these the people in this room, the six of us or seven or however many there are, we're we're in that room right now having this conversation, which is we're talking a little loud, but we're not yelling. Uh, it would sound like there was like a hundred thousand people at Legion Field or something. Like it, it, it's it's that loud in that building. So um, if you want a like crazy live experience, I mean, we're gonna offer it for you for the next two days, but that is going to be insane too. So okay. I have That's two exciting. I have two questions though. Okay. What's your favorite cheesecake? I'm not a huge cheesecake fan. However, uh, pumpkin cheesecake is probably my favorite. Oh, really? Yes. And my other question is, do you actually like cheesecake or no? 
<laughs> Tanner? I love cheesecake. Oh, okay. Okay. So, what is your favorite cheesecake? I like Oreo or blueberry. Oh, shit. Oh, blueberry. Blueberry. blueberry is good, but Oreo good is really one. good. Yeah. That's really but, okay. That, like listen. Tanner's still an asshole. <laughs> Josh! <laughs> Am I? Am I? No. Uh, I, it's, it's so cool. Talking about what you'd have to do to sell us and get the trios, as long as somebody drives me, I can't drive to Chattanooga, I'm a uh, horrific driver. As long as somebody drives me, I'll be here. But, um, I'm a horrific driver, I don't even drive. Yeah, that's true. Dylan doesn't drive, and uh, so that's fun. But You can always uh, ride with Frey. Uh, I don't know if I can do that again. <laughs> uh, but um, I just I, I a lot happening right now. I just I want to thank you guys so much yet again for just coming on the show. Like again, I know it's super busy. I was a little hesitant to ask you two to even come on, just because I'm like I, I know they're gonna be super busy. But I'm like I, I'd kick myself if I didn't ask. Shut so. up, man. Like, <laughs> I mean, we like we listen. I've told them Scott and, and Scott and Dylan handle this stuff much better, and I know we're wrapping up. Scott and Dylan handle this stuff much better than I do. They're they're much better about explaining things. Um, I I know what I have in my head and I know what I I want to have happen. Mm-hmm. I you know I don't like talking about it because um, I just don't explain things well. But <laughs> thank you guys for coming. Um, it does truly mean a lot to me. Um, thank you guys for asking us to do this. It is flattering when we get asked this stuff. Um, anytime that you guys want to have us on, just ask and we will, we'll work a schedule around it. We'll do it like we did today. Yeah. I mean, we're in the locker room. I I told you just come by and we'll work it out and we worked it out. Um, and it's because if you guys are going to go for your time to come here and spend the weekend, it's the least we can do to take 15 minutes to spend with you guys. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I appreciate more than the world. Like, I, again, I've known Dylan for seven years. Josh, I didn't meet you till SCR. I don't, I don't believe, because that was my first Scenic City event. So that would have had yeah. been the first time I met you. But yeah. I mean, you just been is a, a great person that's going to play Green Light for the pre-show tonight and tomorrow. So I'm very excited for that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, plugs, plug anything, anything you want, both of you. Uh, well, by the time, I, well, I don't know exactly when this comes out. This goes out. This goes out on the seventh, the okay. day Monday. So, so, relatively soon, the Scenic City Invitational Tournament 2017 will be available to view online um, in some capacity. Um, it's taken care of. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, look. It's it's going to be on powerbomb.tv, but uh, I was trying to be nice. Anyway, uh, so that 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 that'll be. Mm, I, it's not going to be out by the time this was released, but look for it probably a couple weeks after, maybe even a week after if we're lucky. Yeah. The edit time works, uh, and then Scenic City Trios is November the eighteenth, um, Sunday before Thanksgiving. Uh, Saturday before that. Oh, I meant Saturday. Totally. Uh, and it's that's one night, not two nights, like SCI is. Uh, uh, eight team single elimination tournament. We will have uh, at least one, probably just one bonus match on the card as well. Um, so uh, Hickson High School, everybody should come to that too. No excuses. I'm staring directly into your heart and soul. <laughs> yeah, me and Dylan are <laughs> in a very intense. Uh, right please, please check that out. And uh, everybody follow us on Twitter at SCI Tournament because. Even though obviously the SCI tournament itself is only once a year, two day event, we are going to be running four shows 
basically starting now. I mean, effectively, as of now, we're running four yeah. shows a year. So um, we'll always have something going on there. So please check us out. Awesome. Thank you again. Yeah. Thank Josh, you. Anything you want to you want to add? All right. He's yelling thank you from across the room. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. And you can... Uh... What's up, everybody? Tanner back. Another segment. All you can hear podcast. SCI weekend. I'm joined with one of my co-hosts as usual, Wenzel. I'm hungry again. Yeah, it's we're very hungry. But I'm also here, CWF Mid Atlantic commentator. I was almost called your ring announcer. I don't know why. Cecil Miller. Well, yeah, that's the real name. Gimmick name Cecil Scott. So whatever you want to call me. Well, I mean, I yeah. Just, you know, are we shooting here? Yeah, we can shoot. Okay, whatever. whatever. You can call me whatever. We can have gimmick uh, names. Sure, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you want to, and uh, I like commentating for SCI tournament, and like we're we're one night down. How's your voice feeling? I know you said your your throat was drying up a little bit. Oh so. yeah, because I've not stopped talking. I'm kind of hyper this morning. Yeah. So I'm afraid like I just keep talking and my my voice will dry up. Mm-hmm. Voice held up great though. Commentary was awesome last night actually. Yeah. And it's it's you. Stutzy and Dan the Dragon Wilson. Yeah. So. Not Don the Dragon Wilson, the greatest martial arts actor of all time. But wow. no, it's Dan, not Don. Oh, okay. I'm, great. I'm glad we got that figured out. Yeah. Great guy, though. Great guy. Super, super professional. Yeah. Now, y'all doing, kind of last year for the tournament, they, they had four announcers total, and they just kept switching. Are y'all doing just a three-man booth, or are um, y'all switching back and forth? A little bit back and forth. We originally wanted to do kind of like just a revolving door kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, but we toyed with the idea of doing a three-man booth, and it actually worked Way better than we thought it would. Yeah. Uh, so you might see a lot more three-man booth on tonight's show. I think for the final match, you'll definitely see three-man yeah. booth. Yeah. Awesome. And you may hear the door knock. We have multiple people coming in. Who is it? Uh, let's see whose special guest is. That's Carrie Awful. Carrie Awful, here. one of my hey. favorite dudes, actually. <laughs> we'll be talking to uh, the Carnies in just a little bit. But uh, I want. I just want to ask you, like, so what what made you get into commentary? Like why what made you go like, you know what, I want to be a commentator? Cuz I know you you wrestled a little bit too. Right. So. I wrestled for 10 years actually. Yeah. Um it's one of those things we, before we were doing the worldwide show, CWF Worldwide, uh, we would still put our shows up on YouTube and stuff like that, just the full events. Yeah. And I was still active, but we needed some commentary on these shows, so I was kind of doing the old CM Punk thing, doing both. Mm-hmm. And I ended up getting a couple of major injuries and things like that with wrestling and just really slowing down. And anybody that's seen me do both will tell you I'm way better in the booth than I was (laughs) in the ring. Um, So it just kind of evolved from there. And it was, to be honest, it was actually kind of a tough transition for me at first because I still kind of had that wrestler mentality. I wanted to be in the ring. And Mm -hmm. um, actually, it's funny. I've got Grant here, and I would always tell him that it felt almost like a demotion at first. Like I wanted to be in the ring. And it just turned out that – I was just so much better as an announcer and as a commentator that it just kind of took on a life of its own. And then when the worldwide thing started, um, I started getting a lot more, a lot more notice, you know, a lot more notoriety. And to be honest, I've made more money as an announcer than I ever made as a wrestler. Yeah. So I mean, and what's great, you don't bump near as often now. So yeah, <laughs> you get to protect your body a little bit. I bumped way too much in my active career looking back on it. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> what was uh, what was your worst injury? Um, I fractured my ankle. In a match. Um, I also had a concussion once, but the ankle was probably the first one. Yeah. Dang. Um, This was after I landed directly on my head and couldn't move for 30 seconds. I got up and we did the finish, and I managed to break my ankle in the finish. Wow. That's That's incredible. 
Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when uh, that reminds me of like when Vince tried to get in the ring in the yeah, rumble, blew his quads year, out, blew yeah, both his quads just getting in the ring, and he goes fuck, fuck, ball, ball, ball. Oh uh, yeah, great stuff. But I so I, this isn't just me kissing ass or whatever. But I honestly think I mean, you and Stutzy. Well, I mean, sure, but I honestly think you and Stutzy are the best announced team thank you, going thank today. You. And me too. I, <laughs> I I just want to know, like, is there any like inspirations like because i mean it's probably a hard transition just to go from you know being in the ring and cutting a promo to like having to know all these guys and like is there anybody you look at and you're like okay i i want not mimic so much but like if i could be like him that would right. be cool um i actually take a lot of inspiration from a lot of different announcers and mm-hmm. people are surprised that there's only one wrestling announcer i look at and that's jesse ventura yeah uh, because he would always try to make everything feel like a shoot mm-hmm. uh, with the way he was calling it but I look at Jim Lampley, uh, the boxing announcer. I look at a guy by the name of Mark Followell. He's the uh, the Dallas Mavericks uh, play-by-play man on Fox Sports. So you're so you're doing like extensive. Yeah, study. like there are guys that I just take little bits and pieces from. I would even I used to take a little bit from Mauro Ronaldo's boxing commentary, things yeah. like that. Um, so I just try to take things from everybody and see what works. Yeah, I mean. Uh, we got a question. Are you raising your hand? Yeah, bitch. <laughs> I thought I was uh, a lot more inviting than that. You could just part of it. No. Um, was there ever? <laughs> yeah. Uh, was Son there? Bitch. Was there ever something that you wanted to say but you're like probably shouldn't say it? Usually, anytime I want to say the f word. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like it's kind of a little joke. I mean, I don't do it often, but sometimes I'll drop a swear word on commentary, and we try to run a PG show. Mm-hmm. But if something like nuts happens, I will definitely swear. Um, I get caught up in the moment, but sometimes you want to drop like some a little bit too much inside knowledge or, you know, play up an inside joke that we have in the locker room or whatever. And I have to remember, <laughs> yeah. oh, nobody's going to get this and it's going to sound stupid. So I don't do it. And sometimes I still do. But yeah. Yeah. I, I, like I know sometimes, especially for like Trevor Lee title defenses, you like uh, the chip day one really sticks in my mind and how you you compared it to like 90s all Japan. Right. At one point, you the, the King's Road style. And I. I like I appreciate that from a fan, but like I'm wondering like how often, like do you refrain from doing that sometimes? Because I mean, obviously everybody that watches CWF Mid Atlantic doesn't know what I mean doesn't know right. what Kings Road style is. So do you try to refrain, or is that just something to do like like all for, for all of my hardcores out there? It's a little of both actually. <laughs> like sometimes you know I I want to pop the people on Twitter sometimes yeah, just I mean, because you know doesn't? you guys are watching That's really it. What but, wrestling's all about. But also I want people to like maybe watch something and be like. Oh, I want to see what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a couple of fans who be like, okay, I heard you mention this guy. You know, what can I what can I watch of him? Or, like, yeah. what can I learn from this person? And I, I always wanted to, like, not be kind of pandering, though. Because mm-hmm. some people just like, oh, shades of so-and-so, just so they can act like they know somebody. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be that. I want to explain to you why it reminds me of this person or why it reminds me of this style. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, I, I like, you, you and Stutzy click so much together. And, like, I, I mean, I haven't watched, like, all the, the first Worldwides or anything, but, I mean, you know, caught up now. How how long did it take for, like, you and Stutzy to really start clicking and, like, you were like, okay, we really have something here? I mean, we always kind of had a little chemistry. I mean, we mm-hmm. didn't become the full-time announce team and really until we started doing the TV show. Yeah. Um, I mean, we would do a little bit on stuff before that, but before him, I would normally do commentary with Amber Gertner. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know her, she's uh, Joel Gertner's ex-wife, uh, usually works for Shine, Shimmer, places like yeah. that. Um, me and Studsy, I mean, we always had a little com- uh, chemistry, but it kind of just worked itself out over time. Mm-hmm. You know, mostly just working each other's timing and figuring out, you know, what each other likes to do. 
And when I first started, I was trying to do the whole uh, heel commentator thing. Yeah. And that evolved. Like, if you go watch a show from 2013, I sound completely different in my presentation. Um, it is just mostly figuring out each other's tics and what what we like to say and how we like to say it and things like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I feel like, again, you guys are in your stride. And it, it makes sense because, like, I think CBUF Mid-Atlantic right now is really hitting its stride and, like, it gets a lot of Twitter buzz. And you have the Trevor Lee title reign that's been going on right. for a year and a half almost. Yeah, it's coming up on, what, 500 or so days? Yeah, 500 days, yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's <laughs> insanity. I, but I want to know, since you've been in the booth, and it, it can be recent, it can be uh, older memory, what's been your favorite thing to call in the booth? In the booth was probably the Trevor Lee Roy Wilkins match uh, yeah. with a 105 minute match. Yeah. Um just from a raw emotional standpoint where mm-hmm. I just I myself felt spent after calling it. Yeah. Um I I would have to think a lot harder to find one that maybe I, I felt the same way about. Um some of the 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 Trevor Lee Chet Sterling tag team title defenses I felt really strongly about but that one match that has felt just so emotional about it getting into it because they took the fans for a ride and me and studs who were on a ride calling it and is there so much going on I, I think that was my strongest work yeah i mean and again i mean it went an hour 45 minutes like from from a fan perspective i felt spent after watching i was i mean it's like watching a movie right like with so much i mean there's like clear story arcs like within the match itself and like the resolution the climax everything like that and like i can't fathom having to be just like mentally there to be calling like because when i watch wrestling i like kind of zone out right just into the match like i couldn't imagine having to be like okay yes i have to watch this match i have to pay attention but i also have to make this entertaining right to the to the audience and well, like i can't fathom that i had a lot of people I man i think that was the first time people really started putting over me and stutzy as a commentary team because obviously there were a lot of fans that had never watched this before because they heard oh my god there's a 105 minute match i gotta yeah. see it and I'd say 90% of the new people watching it put over the fact that, okay, I feel like I know everything because of the commentary. Yeah. And that was such a huge compliment. Is It really made me feel like we did our job, mm-hmm. you know, extremely well in that match. Yeah. No, I mean, absolutely. I, I agree 100%. Yeah. So. Uh, I think, I mean, Wenzel. If you I have, have one final question. Oh, Wenzel, ask Wenzel has a bit he's been doing. Oh, it's a bit. It's, okay. It's a bit yeah. of a bit. Yeah, but you have to answer it seriously. Okay. What is your favorite cheesecake? Um, like from here or just in general? In general. In general. Um, there's a place where I live called the Cherry Pit Cafe, and they have a key lime cheesecake, and I think that's the best one I've ever eaten. It's like a combination of a cheesecake and a key lime pie, and it's incredible. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not a big key lime pie guy, so I don't. I don't Let's know talk about like your that. cheesecake habits. I mean, we can Tanner. talk about my cheesecake. Actually, can we banter a little bit about some of your uh, your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. On food. Yeah, absolutely. Let's. Like, yeah, hit me. I like, mean, do you think pizza is a sandwich? No, pizza's not a sandwich. No, it's not. <laughs> what? What? What on my Twitter have you ever seen where I, I don't think hot, I don't think hot dogs are sandwiches? What makes you think I would think a pizza is a sandwich? I don't know where you stood on that. You know. Do, I, do people to, think pizza's a sandwich? Yeah, I've heard of, you know, your boy Vic, he thinks pizza's a sandwich. Well, that's, you know, fucking stupid. So. <laughs> Where do you stand on sugar and grits? Okay. Oh, shit. We actually <laughs> talked about that today. I'm not a, I've never Because I've got heat it. with John Filipovich right now. I've never had it. I've never tried it. Okay, Cody's in the house. Yeah. I love sugar and grits. Mm. My mom... She that was one of the first things that she like whenever I was growing up. Sugar and grits was really good, but I also eat them with 
butter and salt. Yeah, that's butter and sugar, butter and salt, depending on what your mood is. Mm. You want sweet, you want savory. Choose your. You know. I'm a butter and salt grit guy. Me too. Me too. Yeah. So. Hey, I just I've always been curious, like how much of this is a gimmick with you and the food? My food. So sometimes I take it to because like that's like what you're known for, for better or worse. Yeah, it's kind of and it totally happened on accident. Like when I post my curious cat, most of the time my questions, my curious cat are like, so is this a gimmick? Somebody asked me like it's last week. They were they were like <laughs> they were like, like if you don't eat a piece of plain cheesecake at SCI, is that going to ruin your brand? I'm oh, like. God. <laughs> and, it, and, it's, and it's so weird because like because I've been on Twitter for f- fucking ever I feel like an old man on Twitter even though I got on Twitter when I was 13 yeah. for the first time and I've, I've been on Twitter for over a third of my life so if you want to know how God. cringy some of those early tweets are they're very cringy but a lot of them are gone so don't even go looking for them mm. um <laughs> I mean, uh, some of it I like to push the gamut and see what I can get away with it sometimes. Oh, like, no, 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 I'll, I'll yeah. post shit like chocolate ice cream's the, the horse shit, dog <laughs> shit. Nobody should eat it. Everybody that eats chocolate ice cream's a moron because it's awful. Well, I mean, it isn't that good. I mean, chocolate ice cream's very overrated. Don't get me yeah, wrong. It's much vanilla, better. And vanilla is much better. But, like, I, I like posting stuff like that. Or I'm like, mint chocolate chip ice cream? It's trash. Don't ever eat it. It is trash. Uh, <laughs> no, this is a <laughs> daily occurrence. Tanner, you bitch. <laughs> I. Like, my friends like to, but, but like the hot dog isn't a sandwich thing, 110% believe that. I've had arguments with family members about that. His grandfather and grandmother. Yeah. What are your feelings on zebra gum? I don't chew gum anymore because it hurt my <laughs> Although, although, hold on, hold on. I can tell you about zebra gum. <laughs> we've run off carry off yeah, here. Yeah, we've ran off the carnies here. But uh, also, I, heard, I heard that you thought the red velvet cheesecake was too hot. <laughs> Too spicy for I've you. I've never had the red velvet cheesecake. Man, here. that's what I heard. Okay, I'm about to let you guys in on my master plan here. Okay. Here was my master plan before everything went to shit last night. I expected us to eat in the conference room last night just because I thought everybody was going to oh, eat yeah. in the cafe. I thought they were going to move us to the conference room. I was going to make a big deal. I was going to order a piece of plain cheesecake, work it up. Because fucking Mecca gives me more shit about it than almost anybody oh, besides yeah. Nick Icky over there. And he always gets a bite of it. <laughs> Nobody would have cared unless. Is I'm pretty sure it's delicious. It is. We've come to terms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've come to terms. But uh, like Becca gives me. Becca doesn't even call me Tanner. I don't know if he knows my name's Tanner. He literally just calls me Cheesecake. Yeah, because like that's the only thing he can bury you with. Yeah. Right now, so. Like like yesterday when <laughs> he was fucking shirtless in the heritage room, he he just points at me and goes. No, he's just he's no dice. I, I thought he was going to say something, and he didn't. <laughs> and I'm gonna, he just went away. I'm going to be real with you. Like Coming in this weekend, I'm like, man, I'm going to like stick up for my boy. I'm going to get some plain cheesecake. And then I look at the menu. I'm like, how the hell could you get plain cheesecake <laughs> off of this but menu? But no, going back to my master plan, I was, I was going to be such a heel. I was going to order order my plain cheesecake. And then tonight, again, thinking we would eat in the conference room. Well, we may. I may still be able to do it. I was going to order a non-plain piece of cheesecake, like a blueberry cheesecake right. or something, and redeem. And like I was like, oh, my God. Baby it's face your face like, turn, so, yeah. Yeah, my face turns like, oh, my God, so great. So that was my master plan. Did it happen? Well, I mean, we didn't eat in the The conference. night is young, right? I, I mean, it's, what, 1 o'clock right now? I mean, it can still happen. Give or take, yeah. 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 I still have – apparently, I'm getting caked in a couple of hours. Like physically, like, dunked in cake or – Not dumped or dunked. Or like face – you're like, getting enough cake facial? Like cake facial, yeah. Oh my! <laughs> We're not really sure. Papa Hell's is pulling this together. Yeah, Papa Hell. Are you supposed to know about it? Yeah. Yes. He... No. Papa Hell's messaged me about two weeks ago. I was like, "Hey, you want to get 
because Papa Hell's gives me shit about playing cheesecake too, and he, he gave me hell about it. That's why I didn't get it. <laughs> and he he messaged me and was like, "Oh yeah, let me uh, do you need something, Carrie? Okay. No, <laughs> but um Carrie had a lot of beer this Yeah, weekend. no. I'm very much aware. And uh one one of the things Oh my god. Oh no, he messaged me and it was like, Hey, do you want to get cake in in the face at SEI? <laughs> I thought he was just, you know, fucking like giving me really, shit. Yeah. I thought he was giving me shit. And I was like, sure. And um And then he puts out his SEI like fan fest thing, and then I see four PM on Saturday. Tanner gets cheesecake in face, and I go, "Oh, yeah, this is happening." Yeah, it's happening. And then he made it to the fact he was like, he was like, every so people can donate a dollar to the Super Cake Foundation and get a chance to cake Tanner. Three people are apparently caking me. Nice. So I don't know how that's I happening. I put ten bucks down on it. Actually. I don't know where it's happening. So I'm I'm very interested. And then I've also had people come up to me and was like, "If I just buy my own piece of cake, can I just throw it in your face?" I'm like, <laughs> sure. That can happen, so yeah. But I mean, if that's if that's everything, everybody's got. Yeah, like you answered all of my questions. Yeah, and you answered all ours. I like the, so, I like how you could just hear Carrie just pissing, pissing in the background. <laughs> like you could hear it's real loud. It's awesome. Nice. No, I'm very excited. It's a great background drop. <laughs> well, it's, to be face. fair, there's a disclaimer because Carrie did say I want to go piss some of this beer out, so it does work out very yeah, well. Yeah, and his name's not Carrie, pretty nice or anything like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is Carrie, fucking atrociously awful. That's his middle name. They great guy, though. Lot. Yeah, great guy. Solid great the earth. Great guy. Super nice guy. <laughs> yeah, solid the earth. <laughs> but. But, um, but uh, Cecil, have you got any plugs for me? Um, Yes, CWF Worldwide, Avi, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, the true time zone. Wednesday night. Um, you can watch it on demand anytime. It's totally free. Um, if you've never watched us, imagine if the old NWA territory grew up with modern athletes. Kept telling the same great storytelling, but you get great athletes. Probably the best title reign in wrestling right now with Trevor Lee. I would agree with that. Um, amazing stuff. And that's my big plug because that's the one that puts me on TV. Um, obviously, get the download for Scenic City Invitational when it comes out. Um, night one was incredible. Uh, great stuff. You see Tank's final match um, against Matt Riddle. Awesome match with, with Darby Allen and Joey Janela. Yep. Great commentary. Fun time. Yeah. Um, yeah, just support your support wrestling, man. Yeah, just just support wrestling. Just support the people that support <clears throat> wrestling. Like, I mean, a lot of people, like, you know, you, you see, like, the, the obviously the wrestlers get a lot of buzz. But, like, it's not a full show without commentators or ring announcers or refs or anything right. else. So like That's why it's called a production. Yeah, it's a production. And, like, a lot of people don't. And Nick Iggy's over here dancing. He's ready to go. Give him the green light. So He was twerking last night. <laughs> and one last thing, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Cecil underscore Miller. Yep. Uh, that is my shoot name, but it's my Twitter handle. And uh, that's it. Yeah. Well, thank you, Cecil. And uh, thank you for coming on. My pleasure. All right. What's up, guys? Another segment. It's me. And with me <laughs> for this segment, I have the Carnies, Carrie Awful, Nick Iggy. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Oh, Real tired. I mean, you guys look I'm I mean, I'm so tired. Being as nice yeah. as possible, you guys kind of look like shit. So. Oh, uh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I, I, I can never. Maybe worse than usual, but not like shit. I, like, you're at 98% adorableness right uh, now. I'm okay with that. Dude, okay. We crashed uh, with Rex over at his room. Like, I didn't realize we were only like two or three rooms down from y'all. Yeah, me neither. Damon, Brandon, and. Uh, they gave me a pillow, so at like one point last night, uh, 
one of the AIW kids was like, oh, man, I, we, I think we have an extra bed open. So I was, like, in my underwear. I grabbed all my clothes, and I was like, I don't want to get dressed just to go down the hall. So at, like, three, maybe three or four in the morning, I was, like, walking down the things four. like, oh, I'm going to go to this room and go to bed just in my underwear, like, dick hanging out. <laughs> Can I say that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I said the fuck and well, we got there, and then there was like twelve people in the room. I was like, I'm gonna go back. <laughs> and I, I and then slept he comes under the back, sink. and uh, the blanket and pillow he had, I I took it so he could because, double up. Yeah, there there were only two people in the room, and, and I was on the ground, so I was like, mm-hmm. so he screwed himself out of that. Wow. One. And yeah. I came over and said, "Give me that." <laughs> he took one pillow. I did. Wow. What did I have one? The pillow the hotel gave me is actually just a a bag with two blankets in it. Really. <laughs> I, I was like, can I have a spare pillow? And they're like, sure. And the lady hands me this. This is on Thursday. She hands me. And it's literally a bag that says spare pillow slash blankets. And there was no pillow in it. It was just two blankets. And she was like, here you go. I was Did like, you say anything? No, it's very comfortable. I was, just very, I was just very surprised. I can sleep in most, like I could fall asleep on any surface in this Water? hotel room. I have fell asleep laying, like, you know. Floating in. in yeah, floating pool. in water before. No, I'm saying, like, in Some a, people like, call that narcolepsy. Underwater? Yeah. Underwater. Can you no. sleep underwater? Okay. <laughs> well, you said anywhere. If you want Nick to go to sleep, it's almost like a Pavlov's, like, dog trick. Just talk comic books and he'll instantly pass out. Like, I yeah. do it all the time driving. <laughs> like, if Nick's ever, like, a lot, I'm like, oh, someone's getting, someone's cranky. And I'll put on, like, some, one of my nerdy, like, things I follow on YouTube, one of the content channels I follow. Yeah. And Nick's like, oh, okay. And I love it because I'm like, I can't get in trouble for this. Carrie knows I'm going to go to sleep. Yeah. He's <laughs> not going to be mad. It's a very, it's a very much a give and take relationship. Yeah. And I'm like, Carrie, don't put on one of those stupid comic book podcasts. He goes, well, I'm going to do it to spite you. And I'm like, yeah. Nick's already putting down his, yeah. like, little yeah. eye, yeah. eye shades. He's I like, I'm about to go one. to fucking sleep. So that's that's one thing I, I want to ask you about because I mean it's something like even I don't know about. What is it like traveling as much as you guys do? Because you guys are in the car together, all like a lot, a lot, like yeah. pretty much Friday, Saturday, Sunday yeah. at least. I feel like you guys should weekend. hate each other. There are times like yeah. once in a while, like we get in scuffles. <laughs> what five or six years now? Five. I want to say we've been attached you for five years and like. It's not. It's different when you're just like wrestling at home and you're going to like one or two shows and you can like drive separately. But like for me and Nick, and he lives three hours away from me now. Yeah. So we every weekend he drives me or I drive to him and then we like make loops and it's like you really get to know somebody. Oh, you know absolutely. what I mean? Like you. I don't know. You're you're much younger than I am, but like the old Road Rules original one on MTV where they were in like the Winnebago, <laughs> yeah. cramped, and you're like. Oh, they're all talking with each other. No wonder they hate each other. Blah blah blah. No wonder they get along. And it's a lot like that because it's like a different city every time, and it's no. crazy. And sometimes we get on each other's nerves. And then there are times where like Nick and I like, I it takes a lot to get me like angry, angry in real life outside of a wrestling ring, mm-hmm. like outside of like certain like certain things in wrestling that are like triggers for me to get mad that people do that are disrespectful but like it's even more so because i'm a pretty passive guy but like nick and i will get in fights sometimes but we both are like oh no let's pump the brakes like we'll be away from each other for like the next 30 yeah. minutes yeah you go over there i'll go over here yeah we'll, we'll you have to back. get in your corners yeah, yeah. Basically, <laughs> because we know if we keep going it's not going to solve anything yeah no. i feel like that's a lot for a lot of people some people just want to yell at each other it's like let, let calmer heads prevail yeah 
Dude, we'll see it too. Like, we'll hear other guys on trips who are just like making rounds, not even tag teams, but just like dudes who always ride together, get like have falling outs or get on get on Twitter or the internet and just like kind of express that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like real dumb and shitty. Because when you see him, you're like, oh man, like it makes you think differently in a way. Yeah. We don't want to provide that negativity yeah. to any locker room or to any sort of person. Yeah. So we're no, like, absolutely. hey. We're, we're yelling, like, we're making a scene, let's not do that. Yeah, and it's kind of weird, especially from, like, I mean, you guys, independent wrestlers, obviously, so you guys are, like, you know, your your own entity, but, like, also when you're going into another promotion, it's, like, you're kind of, like, again, like, if you guys were arguing or screaming or something, like, kind of ruining, like, everybody else's vibes in the room, mm-hmm. and, like, I feel like if there's bad bad vibes on a show, it doesn't make for a good show, necessarily. No, not at all. So, I, like, I feel like that's a very you know, cool, calm, and collected way to look at it is just, you know, get in your corners. And, and like, a lot of people be like, well, that sounds very elementary. But it's, it's what you got to oh, do. Yeah. I mean, it's what everybody should do is just, like, okay, we need a few minutes. Yeah. Let's just calm down. It's like a marriage. Yeah. Like, in a marriage, you're not always going to get along with your significant other. You're you're going to have disagreements. Hey, Dom. Hey, Dom. <laughs> you're going to have, di- you're gonna have <laughs> disagreements. Yeah. And you're going to have to find a way to calm it down. Yeah. And... For me and Carrie, that's how we calm it down. But no matter if we get angry at each other or anything, like we still love each other. Yeah, we're still best friends. Yeah. We're still a tag team. Like it's cool. Yeah, that's. I mean, and that's that's how you got to do it. Well, one thing I want to ask is, you know, you guys were Team IU for a few years, and now you're you're the Carnies, and like I just want to know, like, what, like, I mean, like, what, re- like. Because I know, like, you guys were known also as the Carnies. Like, I, even on my, like, old bracelet, it says the Carnies, Team IOU. Cause I know you guys were collectively known as the Carnies with, like, Trip and Priscilla and stuff. But what made you guys go, like, you know what? We need to drop the IOU branding. Let's just go full-on commit to the Carnies. I think the Team IOU thing, it was a funny thing between us because we used to feud. He'd do, like, oh, oh, oh. And I'd be yeah. like, it's not oh, 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 it's I, I, I. Oh, I, oh, I. Yeah. Point at each other. You, you yeah. know. We call it the duck season, rabbit season. Yeah. We used to feud like four yeah. or five years. No, four, yeah. five, six years ago. Yeah. And it was like funny between us. We're like, hey, let's be Team IOU because the Nashville scene understood what it meant. Mm-hmm. Like they knew IOU. Um, and then eventually people were like, well, it's IOU. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. The more we traveled and went everywhere, people were like, I don't get it. Um, and we did that for a while, even when people were saying they don't get it. And everyone's like, oh, they're just Southern Carnies. Like... We shouldn't bring them in. They don't know how to work. You know, they're just going to try to take our money. So we're like, well, let's kind of own that. Let's be the Carnies team IOU and try to start shying away from IOU. Um, And we we went to a company that, like, did tryouts and stuff. And when they saw us wrestle, like, one of their big things were, were like, when we see you, uh, we don't see team IOU like we get why you're called that and all this other stuff but when we look at you you're the cornies and they were like you need to change to that nationally you know and just do it so uh we talked to dave and jake christ or dave christ mostly because they did the same thing going from irish airborne to oi4k and now they're doing it again going into ove yeah and they gave us a lot of cool insight on it and like really helped it and since we changed it i mean we make a lot more money now mm-hmm. and we're booked a lot more places yeah. and everybody says it makes a lot more sense and so that was like a big part of it i think and yeah. then when we saw like the direct the the financial impact on our households you're like was, fuck why haven't we been yeah, doing this forever yeah yeah you know i mean it was like day and night 
uh, everybody was like, you know, they a lot of people say, I don't remember when you changed, but it just feels like overnight it was two completely different acts. Like, it was mm-hmm. two completely different teams because we, we overhauled a lot. Yeah, overhauled I mean, like, your, your gear changed and, yeah. like, you had the new mask and, you know, Nick's rocking that top hat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah which he hated at first. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> because we were doing the boy and his dog mm-hmm. and the boy was so gimmicky and I let the boy control me and I'm like, we're going to get stuck in a corner again with this. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to wear a top hat. I don't want to be another gimmick. But then I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to let this own me. I'm going to own this. Like, I'm professional enough. I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I can own this. And it's been the most fun I've had. And, and you got that sweet jacket that looks like Edge. Oh, it's so cool. <laughs> it's like, it's comfy. Like, Carrie loves blasting the AC in the car mm-hmm. and I'd rather be warm so he's got it I'll just take it from the back and use it as a blanket yeah that's awesome yeah the yeah. multi-purpose yeah like, right you couldn't do this unless you were the carnies <laughs> uh, I, like I feel like because you guys worked the first live show ever went New South or first live India ever went to and it was New, Th- New South last year and I feel like and like I'd known Carrie a little bit that, I, that was the first time I met you mm-hmm. though Nick and I feel like I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth but I feel like we have like a close relationship mm-hmm. than, yeah. some, than some people so, I, like, I want to know, like, what does that mean to you, like, you, like, living in an age, because I was trying to explain to them yesterday, I was like, what's, well, you know, even up to a few years ago, like, or still, like, a lot of wrestlers look down on certain wrestlers, like, being friends with, you know, fans mm-hmm. or, or things like that. I just wonder, like, wh- what do you guys, like, see that as? Like, do you guys see it as, like, oh, like... You know, if they're cool guys, they're cool guys, whatever. Or like, and like, obviously, you guys know how to use social media very well. So, I let me yeah, on this yeah. one. So, I grew up a giant wrestling fan, a, a quote unquote smart fan, whatever, since I was like nine years old. Yeah, I used to go on old 56k dial up modems on AOL when it first came out on those free discs and stuff like that. And I would like go to the GeoCities or Angle Angel Angle Fire Angel Angel, Angel, Angel Fire. Fire websites or Tripod websites and go to the these are wrestlers screen names and I'd go down the list and try to talk to them and I always thought that was so cool. Yeah. Uh, when you get into wrestling, they try to tell you marks are dumb. The re- like one of the old adages is. When you are wrestling, you're supposed to like do like keep yourself to a certain like level. Yeah. And they're like, oh, the ring's high up above the fans because they're supposed to look up to you and it's all symbolic and shit. But to be honest, like, hey man, it's the twenty what twenty first century still. <laughs> like, you better say twenty fourth. Twenty. I was gonna say twenty second for a second. <laughs> wow. No, no, it's no, not no. the Jetsons. Uh, not yet. But so, hopefully. but like, dude, do you think like Brad Pitt or or maybe Tom Cruise would, but or like Will Smith, or even like extras in a movie are going to be like, oh, I'm a movie star, I'm above them, they're idiots. <laughs> no, that'd make that person an asshole. And like, to me, I am a big, I'm a big nerd. Yeah. I, I don't know, I don't think we could count the DMs that I've sent you being like, hey man, what do you know about this string of matches? Yeah. Could you help me find this? What did you think about this? And things like that. And, like, to me, uh, I I would never want to be the guy that, that is like that because, like, it's wrestling for Christ's sake. I'm going to be out there in my underwear, essentially, beating people up and, like, then expect to come to the back and, like, act like I'm some... 
I don't know, hills have eyes monster. Like, it's yeah. stupid. <laughs> like, I, I, some of my best friends are people I've met through wrestling. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and to me, the, the mentality of, like, no, we can't do that. Like, if I, if, back when I was a punk rock kid, like, I would go see bands and I would think that they're huge deals because they were so important in my eyes. And then you meet them and they're just normal dudes and you go to Chipotle or Qdoba and you become friends with them and you're like, it's really. I'm a Moe's. Yeah. Or, I'm, a, I'm a Moe's. I love how you had to get that in there. I'm a Chipotle guy. Chipotle is delicious. <laughs> Not that I don't like Chipotle. Sorry, but, keep going. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no. I agree. And it's like being a decent human being. Someone comes up to you and like they look, maybe they look up to you. Like they see you as something. Yeah. They're going to spend their money to see you. So be nice to them. Talk to them. Like make that experience as full as it could be. Yeah. Because if you come up and you try talking to me and I'm just like, yeah, buy a t-shirt. No. Yeah. That's well, like even, stupid. Even last yesterday I was like looking for somewhere to crash on someone's floor and like 12 people were like we got you we got you we got yeah. you we got you you know and that's cool real life stuff uh i i think sci is like really cool about that because everybody gets along with everybody i mean last night included this morning included i'm sure t- tonight's gonna be just as wild yeah so i don't know i just think it's, it's fucking lame when guys do like the opposite of that to me yeah like with sci like I was thinking about it. It's kind of like a summer camp in a way. Yeah. Where there's all these activities every hour or something. It's like very with sweaty. different people. <laughs> yeah. Very sweaty. Uh, maybe not the hungover part, depending on what camp you go to. Ooh, yeah. Yes. But yeah, I like those flamingos on your shorts, by the way. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We're a very tropical pair. I mean, like, yeah. I bought my Hawaii clothes. I've never been to Hawaii, though. So oh, I, I have I a, a, a shirt with, like, palm trees on it that I haven't changed into yet, but awesome. it's going to come. Yeah, I'm the one, it's, it's me, Winslow, again. I'm Ooh. the one with Flamingo shorts. Tanner's wearing a toucan shirt. Yeah, I have toucans on my shirt. Is that yeah, toucan yeah. Sam? Yep, toucan Sam. I actually have a shirt back there with toucans on it as well and pineapples. Yeah. Okay, I like the pineapples. <laughs> I'm a pineapple guy. It's just... Winslow, you're very excited. Pineapple does belong on pizza. I know. Winslow's like, here's what I'm wearing. <laughs> Pineapple <laughs> does belong on pizza. Uh-huh. Yes. Who? Yep. Take it. Who in here disagrees that pizza, or that pineapple shouldn't be on pizza? I disagree. Cecil Sky disagrees. Of course he Wait, does. Which way? Like, pineapple be. on pizza yes. is yeah. good. Yes. Universal good. Yes. Okay. yes. Good. Uh, I've, got, I've got a hot take that's horrible. I don't eat cheese on pizza. What? What yeah. the fuck? That's, that's <laughs> not pizza do, then. I, when I was I, a little kid, I used to do that. I'd always take the cheese off and eat it without it. I don't know why. It was just so good, but that's crazy. I do. So I worked at a pizza place for two years as a manager of like a restaurant. It's like a pizza place. I wanted to be like an O'Charlie's of pizza. And uh, it was like a nice place. We had a full bar, like TVs and stuff. Like, And I'd worked there and I ate pizza so much. Like, and it's not even that, that it's, like, cheese I, d- I don't like. I just don't like mozzarella anymore. Like, I don't eat mozzarella on my spaghetti, on any baked ziti, on anything. Like, I've ate so much in my lifetime that I, I just, I f- the idea of it makes me upset. I feel like I don't know you anymore. I know. <laughs> Speaking of cheese, uh, What's your I, I was going to get cheesecake with Tanner last <laughs> night if everyone was together. Because I gave him so much hell last year. United Front. Yeah, it wasn't was gonna... even last year. It was at SCR. Oh, March. yeah, you're right. Yeah. So I was going to be like, I got cheesecake. Um, my take on pizza? Yeah, what are your favorite toppings? Oh, uh, I'm usually like a chicken and jalapeno type guy. Or a ham and pineapple. Yeah. But plain good. cheese is always good. 
Like, do you ever dip your pizza in ranch? Oh hell Dude, yeah! What? Don't Never talk mind. about ranch to Carrie. Oh. He hates ranch. I hate ranch too. Like it's. Disgusting. I hate blue cheese. My man, dude. So like, when I one of the first like real girlfriends I ever had when I was younger, uh, I hate ranch. Like the smell of it makes me sick. If I, I can eat it if it's very like the little burger bites from Chili's when I worked there like years ago. I would eat those just because I couldn't taste it on it, and I'd be like, well, freeze, free. But like. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was younger, this girl was like, you don't really hate ranch. You wouldn't hate it if I gave you a kiss with a ranch on it. I was like, the fuck I don't. Like, <laughs> like, we were at a food court in the mall, and it was like me and my buddies and her. She dipped a chicken nugget in it and put ranch on her lips and kissed me. I went to the bathroom and violently threw up for like an hour. And I was like, I'm taking you home. That's funny because the reason why I don't like ranch also has to do with the girl and just because the fact I just don't like the taste of it. But I remember back in elementary school, this one bitch would always get pizza with pineapple on it, with pineapple, Respect. and dip it in ranch. And I'm Had like, you're disgusting. God. Like, if I wasn't married. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, first off, I would. I mean, that's also cafeteria pizza. I don't. I won't think I would trust a cafeteria pizza with pineapple on no. it. I don't trust that process at all. Which, uh, I just realized that's fucking crazy because they usually just serve regular cheese pizza. What, yeah. what if they just had the fruit cups and they just like poked the hole, drained it out, and just like threw it on the? <laughs> that's probably pizza. exactly what happened. <laughs> To be honest, Mwah, food. <laughs> <laughs> I will take your 250 now, five year old. What's even crazier is that Wenzel takes his food choices from an incident almost 15 years ago yes. at this point. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that probably tells you everything you need to know about Wenzel. Yeah. Man after my own heart. <laughs> uh, pizza back, no cheese, extra sauce, pepperoni, bacon, and mushroom. Huh? That's I can I respect do. that. I just it doesn't just seem so messy. It is. It is. It, it, uh, I, it carries the messiest kind, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I have an unhealthy love for ketchup. As much as I uh, hate ranch, I love ketchup. Uh, Hook it to my veins. I will just... <laughs> First time, like we drove somewhere and we sat at a Burger King, and he just had cup like after cup ten after of those cup. little white cups of ketchup. I'm like, why so many? He goes, you don't know. I love ketchup, <laughs> and I'm like, oh. Well, I have two, and I use just one. I'm like, you want this extra one? Oh yeah, just fucking, yeah. and he just funnels it. Off. Yeah, uh, I'm oh, not wow. a big, I'm not a big catcher. I love how now everybody's like, let's talk about food for a little. bit. I love it. No, seriously, <laughs> yeah. it, it, a it's entertaining, and b like I want to see what. I want to see where we line up and correlate and where we don't. Yeah. And there, when people ask there me, should be a if you had one last this. meal, who would it be with? I'd, I'd find the person who has all my likes. Yeah, I have sure. a checklist going on What right would now. be your last meal? Uh, probably a buffet because it never ends. Yeah. So uh, that's a fucking so I'd never cheap die. answer, though. Why? I'm, he, I'm a carny. I'm super yeah, but cheap. You Come but, on. Okay, if you're in prison, they're like, what's your last uh, meal? A buffet. Okay. They're like, fuck you. <laughs> probably nachos. Um, nachos sure, and pizza are my two favorite foods. Yeah, uh, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Logan's nachos. Not Logan's nachos now. It was like five years ago before they changed the menu. It was the best nachos I've ever had. I'm a big nacho guy. I'm always on the search for the best nachos. You got wow. any suggestions? Have, have you had the City Cafe nachos? What? No. They have nachos. I'll do that they, tonight. Are, are they good? Are they like real good? Everybody I've heard that's ordered them is very good. I had their chimichanga last night, which mm-hmm. has a lot of their stuff. That's on the nachos. Shit was fantastic. Okay, like the cheese itself lunch. was fantastic, and it's like thirteen bucks for a whole fucking plate of them. I'll try it. Like filled to the brim. I'll so. try. Oh, I was gonna get it, but I decided to get the chimichanga because I'm a chimichanga guy. So. Hey, nothing wrong with that. I'm probably getting nachos tonight. Yeah. Mm. So <laughs> then I'll just take from you. 
Yeah, you, you just come and take a bite. Got to answer, or you, you got to answer my important question. Yeah, what, what, has what, a bit he's doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what What are both of you, you guys, what are your favorite cheesecakes? It can either be at City Cafe or just in general. None. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I hate cheesecake. Oh. Oh. Um, if I can taste it, it's not, it, like, it's like, oh, it's Oreo cheesecake. And I like my... My wife's a baker by trade, like that. She went to oh. culinary school and stuff. Like she makes like a lot of homemade food and stuff like That's that. That's awesome. Uh, but at the bakery she works at now, she like brings home cakes and like stuff. <clears throat> She's like, "Oh, I got an Oreo cheesecake. I think you'll love it. You know, love it because I love Oreos." And I'll eat it. Like I'd eat the little like pies that like aren't really cheesecake pies or anything that come from like Burger King because I'm like, "Oh, I can't taste it." Uh, this wonderful, wonderful, expensive full cheesecake that she brought to the house. I took one bite. And I was like, nope. <laughs> what are you eating that whole thing? I feel like I don't even know you. I'm a monster <laughs> yeah. on the inside. Like, his wife's a baker and he doesn't eat it. And my wife's a dietitian. And I'm talking about all this terrible food that I'd eat. <laughs> so, yeah. so, opposite. Um, at a Cheesecake Factory, like, they have, during Christmas time, they have, like, this uh, candy cane cheesecake. Oh, and I mm. think, like, it, it changed my world. It was so good. I do like plain cheesecake. It's it's just that I don't like plain cheesecake at City Cafe because there's so well, many apparently options. Apparently, you do. You took a bite of mine. Last well, I know. No, I do I like it. I remember seeing you. That's with just it, what I I felt like I, th- I saw you. I, some of last night's a blur to me because yeah. it was so wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I felt like I saw you with the cheesecake and I just went mm, like Mecca. Yeah, I ate it during uh, the other podcast. Two podcasts. Yeah, I was about to say Nick. Like right after the podcast started, comes to me. Drops to a knee and just opens his mouth. He, sounds, and he points at the cheesecake. That's terrible. That <laughs> <laughs> was, was an awful visual for I was scared to death. So I was like, I need to give this man what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm putting my hand out right now. Where's the money? Oh, well, I, I don't have any money for myself. Well, so. then never mind. Um, but, oh, thank you guys so much for coming oh, on. Thank yeah, you. Sorry we were late. It's been fun. fun. I mean, again, you guys uh, live Let's up. go another hour. Oh, <laughs> fuck. I woke up under the sink and I was like, we gotta go to Tanner's. Like, I just, like, I'm like, start without me, Carrie. Thank it's like all. a tag match. He starts, I'll come in. Get the you heat. guys dog me a little bit. Carrie comes in, saves it. You know, <laughs> fucking saves it. Yeah. So plug, plug, plug all your shit. Uh, hair plugs, uh, two ninety nine, Amazon. But not plugs. not those plugs. But pl- oh, yeah. I don't know that. Uh, <laughs> Twitter dot com backslash or at the Carnies TN Carrie Awful. Uh, Iggy NJ210, Instagram Nick Iggy, uh, Carrie Awful, YouTube.com backslash The Carnies. Yep. Uh, No, The Carnies. Yeah. Facebook's The Carnies TN. Yep. Uh, We have ProWrestlingTees.com backslash The Carnies, FullyGimmick.com backslash The Carnies. We have CoreyRayJepson.BigCartel.com for little wrestling buddies. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, Probably more to come. We're doing a lot of new stuff on our YouTube, way more digital content, because I'm one of the guys who I watch more YouTube than I do cable television, yeah. and I've got, like, a DVR and, like, the little fancy, like, package with the phone you talk into that pulls up the channels, uh, but I, I like social media a lot, and I, I love studying it, and I love digital content and micro content, and we're trying, that's, like, one thing that I think that we do very well is, is social media, and we try to give people stuff to watch besides just wrestling matches they have to, to look for. Uh, we got some cool stuff coming out for that soon. Most have, most uh, have. Dog Days, uh, 
podcast on ProWrestlingBonderings.com, PWBonderings.com. Uh, it's about wrestling, but I normally veer off into either we talk about random stuff or we talk about like why people shouldn't be dicks. It's a it's yeah. a very eclectic mix, but uh, give that a listen. We have a, a digital version of that on our YouTube page. And then we have, of course, on Stitcher, iCloud, or iCloud, uh, iTunes. <laughs> iTunes, SoundCloud. SoundCloud, Stitcher, that's it. Any, anything that's on Lipson, you can listen to it. Yeah. Yes. Well, awesome, guys. Thank you for stopping by. Uh, the, the, great stuff. Did y'all eat breakfast today? No, we haven't eaten breakfast yet. Uh, I was right. going to see what everyone got because I'm about to go get some well, breakfast. I had a half piece of cheesecake for breakfast. Oh, I had cheesecake from last night. I so. respect you. Thank, thank you for coming by. Thank you, thank you guys. What's up, guys? Another segment here, All You Can Hear podcast with me. Wenzel hey. is here. And I'm joined by special guest Dominic Garini coming live from AIW school doing all sorts of cool shit. Legit one of my favorites right now. I, I like you. I've I talked a little behind the curtain a little bit. I was talking to Dylan a little bit and I found out that you were coming down. I was like, We have to I, you have to help me get Dominic on the podcast. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to ask in a public eye. Just in uh, case Dominic's like, no, nah, fuck you, fuck off. No, because <laughs> I never. Know. It's not the way. It's not the way I operate, man. <laughs> I was more than happy to do this. Uh, right after I get done with this, I'm gonna go up and do between the sheets as well. But yeah. that's like my every week podcast that I listen to uh, yeah. for my road trips. So yeah, well, I mean, just thank you for coming by. And uh, first question I want to ask: So how exactly how long have you been wrestling for? Um, I started my wrestling training in August of 2015. Mm-hmm. I made my debut in March of 2016. So let's see, it's a year and about five months. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I just think because now we're in an age, it seems like a lot more shooters yeah. are get are, are getting in to to wrestling. You know, you have Riddle with the UFC background. Mm-hmm. You obviously a purple belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, mm-hmm. and then you have like Tom Lawler trying to yep. get into wrestling. And I kind of want to know, like that. Does that help you? I mean, obviously, you integrated a lot yeah. into your wrestling, but did that kind of put you ahead of the curb? And like, this is obviously in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, you don't learn how to like take a bump or something. Oh, yeah, but yeah. like, well, I wonder how much it helped you. It helped me a lot. Like, I remember, like, I like so I've taught Jiu Jitsu as well to mm-hmm. kids, and one of the big things I teach them is break falls, and a break fall is essentially just a smaller version of a bump. Mm-hmm. So like, I kind of had a general gist of how to bump, but it also helps that when I was like fifteen. There was, like, an indie wrestler that I used to hang out with that taught me how to bump when I yeah. was, like, 15. Oh, yeah. Uh, of course, when you come back, because I'm 27, when you come back at 26, you don't exactly remember perfectly, but yeah. that helped. But a lot of, like, footwork and movement-based things are a lot easier for someone like me than, say, someone that comes right off the streets and is like, hey, I just watched WrestleMania last night and I want to become a wrestler now. Yeah, like, it, for me, like, from a, a viewer, because I've been a fan of wrestling for just a little over a decade now since I was 11, and... For me, like seeing somebody again, like a you or a riddle that has like this background, it makes it feel mm-hmm. like more more legitimate. Like last night, you wrestled Eric Royal yeah. and like doing all that shit, and I'm like, this is insane. Like yeah. this is my first time seeing you live, and I was just like, I mean, like how quick you are, like you're just incredibly quick. Yeah, like, and it's just like you can transition from arm to leg to leg to arm, and like seamlessly, and it's. It's so cool because, like, somebody with, you know, 18 months experience, yeah, you never really see that often. And it's it's just so cool, especially with somebody, like, as young. Because, again, a lot of these guys are getting into it. And, like, you know, a lot of them are in their 30s. Mm. And, like, you're, you're still young. You're in your 20s. And 
you're able to do this, and it's, it's just really cool to see. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good friends with Tom. Uh, we, we brought him in AIW a few times, and I've gotten a chance to drive around with him. Um, we, we, like, actually, like, text on, on a weekly basis, just touch base on stuff. Yeah. And, like, Tom was trained to be a pro wrestler before he actually decided to go into the UFC. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a couple, like, he did a trial camp for Deep South. So I always like to talk with Tom about the similarities and everything. Um, but for me, like, when I was growing up, <clears throat> In indie wrestling, Samoa Joe was like an extremely big deal because I, like, if you walk your work your timelines or how old I am, I was like really big in indie wrestling, 05, 06, 07. Mm-hmm. So like Samoa Joe was like a big deal in 04 and 05 and like he was my favorite wrestler besides yeah. until I found Kevin Steen. Um, so he was like my absolute favorite wrestler. And if you look at like those older Samoa Joe matches, those matches just have a, a feeling of like a real fight yeah. to them. They, they had a little bit of a different feel from a lot of the stuff you'd see on ROH as opposed to like the, the, uh, the AJ Styles and the CM Punks that were telling more of the pro wrestling based stories like... I think uh, every month I watch Joe Kobashi one. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, try, and I try to pull something from that. Um, Joe Butcher, another yeah, insane yeah. One. Oh man, that one. I mean, I show that one to my non wrestling fan friends or like my jiu-jitsu fan friends, and it just like it freaks them out because of how just how badly ne- or Necro just gets crushed in that match. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've shown at least a couple people in here the the Joe Butcher match, but every time I show it to a non fan or just like a WWE it's fan, just they're horror. just like. Why like, are they doing? Do they actually hate each other? Like, did, did Necro steal money from Joe? Like, what happened here? Yeah, and it's it's insanity. Um, one one thing I like because again, uh, going back to like the real like uh, shooters. If you um, let me get my words. Okay, so you had guys back in the mid eighties, late eighties. You had like your yeah. Fujiwaras and your you know all those guys in like. PWFG, uh, UWFI, and stuff like that, and like, do you take, do you go and like watch their tape and see what they did? Like, I, I think Fujiwara is yeah, one of the greatest ever. When I first like, when I like, when I first got hooked up with Carrie to just like talk about you know bookings and stuff, Carrie introduced me to Dylan, and the first guy Dylan told me to watch is Fujiwara. So I watch a lot of Fujiwara. I watch a lot of UWFI in general. Yeah. Um, I MOJ who uh, does the announcement for CCW came yep. to me WrestleMania weekend. And he said his favorite thing in the world. Is my is was seeing my threads on Crazy Max looking for you to UWFI <laughs> because my username is not very hidden. It's literally my first initial, my last name. So it's like, huh? I wonder who that guy is. <laughs> um, let's remember, I created this multiple years ago before I thought yeah. I was going to be an, a wrestler. So I'm always like looking for like UWFI and like clinics. Yeah. Like, so like those are my two big things I always look for on like Crazy Max. So he's like, dude, he's like, it's my favorite thing ever when I see you do that. Um, <clears throat> but you know, I I like to study all like a lot of older UWFI and I'm still trying to get some promoter to pull the trigger on doing like a UWFI rules based match with the rope breaks, with the points. Yeah. Like the confusing is match possible, but I always try to get that pulled off. No one ever uh, bo- uh, goes for it, but maybe at some point I'll Yeah, maybe at some point. It, it, it's so funny because I couldn't imagine like a like a kid going in there is like, here's a UWFI match, and you have ten points to work with, and you have a limited number of rope breaks, and I yeah. couldn't imagine like having to. But I personally, I think it would be kick ass. But <laughs> yeah, that's uh, like, like that's why like I like things like Ambition or NWXW, and then uh, that that uh, Titan Shoot Battle is coming back over yeah. in the UK, so uh, might need to make some contacts for that. Yeah, might need to make some calls. <laughs> I, I think you'd be incredible in that. But it, it's just so cool to see. Because, I mean, like, yeah, a lot of pro wrestling is like punch, punch, punch. One of my favorite things in wrestling, and I, I don't know if there's a proper term for them, but it's when you do the overhand slaps. So I call them sumo strikes. I, I call know. me, I just call me homas. Okay, so, uh, um, but, like, that's my favorite thing, like, uh, when uh, Akira Tao and All yeah, Japan mm-hmm. did them, or, like, 
even like just recent guys like John Tenta used to do them a lot yeah and you do them and like obviously you don't have a sumo background but like every time I see that I lose my shit I don't know why I guess it's because like I kind of like sumo but like I'm not super into it but I just lose my shit for it so like what was like how did you integrate just regular pro wrestling things or even things from other like professional backgrounds like sumo like what made you decide like Um, that's something that will work you know you're gonna laugh about this the the open hand strikes that I do those were actually a a Matt Riddle recommendation Mm -hmm. Um, I did one of the Evolve seminar camps and uh, he pulled me aside and and Matt Matt's always been really cool to me you know obviously shooters recognize shooters and uh, he he recommended I use more open hand strikes and then that was back in March so I kind of integrated those into my game and I've done those a lot more now but I also kind of stole that idea from William Regal because when I got a chance to speak with him at that Evolve camp, we both agreed that like a shooter gimmick, you probably shouldn't punch anybody yeah. because the moment that I punch you, you should probably be knocked out. And if not, that makes you look weak. Mm-hmm. So if you watch any anything I do recently, like probably within the last four or five months, any I don't I, the only punch I'll do, I'll make sure someone drops from it mm-hmm. because it it kind of discredits what you would do as a shooter. That's why the open hand strikes are more important. Um, I've added a lot of like the open hand stuff. Um, I've added the spinning back elbow. That one comes from John Jones straight up. Yeah. Like you watch like those early UFC fights he would do like against the seven monitor. He's dropping them with those spinning back elbows. Because I wanted to not do the spinning back fist because so many guys use the spinning back fist. Mm-hmm. So I want to do something a little different. And then now I'm bringing stuff in, like I said, that I see like from like the Kobashi double chops and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and just like anytime I see something remotely cool jujitsu, jiu-jitsu, I'm just going to try. See yeah, you're like, let's off. try it. Yeah. Once. I'm going to see what I can do with it in pro wrestling or how I can adjust it to pro wrestling. My jiu-jitsu coach will send me stuff. Like, from Jiu-Jitsu, if he thinks it's a good pro wrestling fit, mm-hmm. they could be like, hey, Dom, why don't you try this in, in a match? Um, so it's stuff like that. <clears throat> um, and that's like finding little pro wrestling things that, like, maybe got, that is a Jiu-Jitsu-based thing, like the AJ Styles calf killer. Mm-hmm. Well, how can I do that differently than AJ Styles, you know? Because people, like, obviously, like, I've, I'll put dudes in it at training because no one believes it hurts. And I'll put a guy in it, and I'll shoot-tap them. Like, oh, okay, that's real. Yeah, so I, I just love how you, like, what a student of the game you are in multiple faucets you know you're looking at early ufc looking at you know kobashi and like i feel like i I don't want to discredit anybody but i feel like a lot of people just don't put in that time anymore and especially when it's all so easily accessible like i mean like like even like you looking on crazy max like even even when i first got into like uh japanese wrestling stuff in like 2011 it Mm. was impossible like it would take weeks and weeks for like wrestle kingdom to be uploaded but now it's just all at the click of a button. And like you have, here's all Japan's entire run. And like, here's like every match Noah has ever filmed. And like, it's kind of insane that like, we're, we're so fortunate. And like, especially up and coming wrestlers are so fortunate to have that tape to study, not behind a paywall. Yeah. Let's put it this way. When I was really in independent wrestling, like, I have a very similar Tom Waller story. I was going to train when I was going to be 16 to be a pro wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like my first true tried love was was going to be a pro wrestler. Uh, then high school came along and all of a sudden wrestling wasn't as cool anymore when you were in the high school wrestling team and you were <laughs> playing football. Yeah. Uh, so those kids that were like the wrestling friend, like the high school wrestling team kids were total dicks about me liking pro wrestling. And it just turned, I kind of shifted over to UFC, which everybody liked. Um, and then when I was out of high school, like to be honest with you, the WWE was at like a real dark time there. Yeah. Like not like I love John Cena, and I think he's probably one of the probably the best of my generation easily. But at that time, like it was definitely nothing I was gonna. It was I definitely uncool to like it. John Cena then. Yeah, and it wasn't something I was gonna be necessarily into. So like I fully immersed myself into like MMA and like the UFC, and that led me to jujitsu. And I always thought, oh, well, I'll be an MMA fighter. And then like I got so immersed in the sport Brazilian jiu-jitsu that. 
it was my goal to be a jiu-jitsu world champion and then i tried that for about seven years and uh i just got burned out huh. got burned out real bad on it um i had a coach from chicago that pushed me just way too hard um instead of ever giving me compliments it was just always how bad i was mm. and how i wasn't improving and i was winning tournaments i just wasn't winning at the national or i wasn't winning on the international level mm-hmm. um so i won the chicago open which was like the goal tournament to win of mine and i was like i'm gonna do worlds see how it goes lost first round like mega depressed from it and i went to raw when i came back from the worlds and i was like okay now i'm gonna do pro wrestling and that coach i saw him two weeks ago he asked me how pro wrestling was going i told him it's going better than jiu-jitsu as a competitive uh facet ever did for me and he kind of like discredited it and still to him he doesn't see it but no. that's fine on him uh he's like a really like he knows pro wrestling Maybe he just doesn't see it, but my my more local gym that I train at back back home, they all love it. Uh, they most of my gym mates come to fight or come to my matches, so I love that. But on to the uh, the tape thing. Sorry, I was weird tired. I wanted no, to that, no, that's fine. Yeah, I was actually gonna ask about like what were your aspirations? Like, was wrestling like the goal, or like was it no. uh, jujitsu? Uh, jujitsu was the complete goal. Uh, I and I think it was just I just moved like a month ago. And on my wall, I still had 2015 goals on a whiteboard mm-hmm. that said IBJJF World Champion. And I don't know why I never took it down until I moved, but I just did. And uh, believe me, um, if I even had time to do Jiu-Jitsu tournament without busy my wrestling schedules, I would consider it at this point. But it was one of those things that um, it was so much of a job that it wasn't fun anymore. Yeah. And uh, I've had literally many people from my home school, um, East Coast Martial Arts, tell me that I was just a dick. And I don't discredit it. I was a total asshole uh, when it came to training. Like, I was that guy that was just coming in, training, trying to be selfish, and I wasn't helping out everybody. Um, and when I started pro wrestling, like, my whole demeanor changed. I was a completely different person. Um, I was much happier. I was much more willing to help everybody. And overall, it's made my life, like, pro wrestling at the, like, in, on the jiu-jitsu level has made my life at, like, my home gym so much better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to no, cut you off. That's out. good. That's good. Uh, so, on to the, the idea of, of footage and stuff like that is, um, I think I think a lot of people know this, but maybe not a lot of people do, is I'm the head trainer now at the IW Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, believe me, it is not the, prefer, the preferred way of choice. Uh, I wish Johnny was still there. Yeah. I wish Candice was still there. Um, I wish we had the budget to maybe bring in, like, we could move somebody to Cleveland and make them the trainer, but it's one of those things that it just doesn't work, and I'm, awkwardly enough, the best option. Um, So when I did that, it comes back to that that footage thing. Um, I've got to find footage now for not only myself, but I'm responsible for eight kids. Yeah. Um, You know, if you you see me tonight, you'll see two of them with me. Um, They are purely... They both have, like, I think three weeks of training with Organo before he left, yeah. but then otherwise they're pretty much exclusively trained yeah. by me, surprisingly. Although I, I mean, that's insane because, again, you've yeah. been training for 18 months. and like- Yeah, I tell, them, I tell them to put Johnny and Candace on their resumes when they, when they start <laughs> promoter, so I'm not going to release the two kids who, who are with me. Um, but, yeah, so it's, it's that, and now also it's like I have got a total line of, like, pushing these kids to watch footage, and it's one of those things that, there's definitely kids in the academy that I say, hey, you've got two, like, legitimately two moves because you were in scrambles so far or you were in battle royals. Like, let's develop some more so you have some stuff that can make you shine out. And some of them just don't listen. And to me, it's insane because no matter what, I'm going to make my time to watch two to three matches a day. Like, for me, if I'm doing 40 minutes of cardio on the elliptical, 
I'm looking to find two matches to put on my phone to watch. Yeah. Like, especially right now, the cheap one's going on. Yeah, so I'm exactly. guaranteeing you you're going to have one to two matches a night that you're going to want to watch. Uh, like, if Ibushi's wrestling, pretty much make sure you watch that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, for me, if, if Sabre Jr.'s wrestling, I'm going to watch that. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things that it's, like, toting this line with these kids of, like, hey, guys, this is all out there. Like, when I was 15 and I wanted to be a pro wrestler originally, and this is how I... And somehow in my warm mind, I bring this all back to me being a running pro wrestler at 15. When I was 15, uh, I was super pumped when I was able to get the, the newest, and you know what? Assuming here, when I was able to get the newest ROH show off Crazy Max for five bucks, and I had to send you a money order. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay? Uh, because my parents didn't have credit cards, so I didn't have PayPal. Yeah. And it's actually insane. Like, this was not that, like, this was this was 12 like years 05, ago. Like 05, 06? Yeah, 06. Like, hey, Danielson and, and Roddy just had a 45-minute classic at ROH. Yeah. Can't wait for two weeks for it to drop on video, another week for it to for my money order to get there, and another three days for it to get shipped to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, these are the things that I, I remember waiting for. And, uh, man, it is not that way. Because even, like, you look at, like, we work so close to the AW with Smartmark Video. Yeah. And Smartmark Video has our shows up, and, you know, sometimes they have to show up the next day. Like, yeah, like J- the JT Lightning Invitational. Mm-hmm. That whole show was up the next day at hard cam only. And a week later, it was up fully to download and to get DVDs, you know? So it's like, this was not the turnaround time back then. And, you know, also, like, everybody has PayPal now. So it's like, boom, boom, boom. Or, like, an MP4. It's like, I send you the money. I can literally watch the show right away. Right now, yeah. It's, I mean, it's insane just how quickly it's changed in the last... Because it feels like it was in the... Again, I didn't become a fan until, like, 07. But, like, it, it feels like the first half of my fandom is, like, very hard to get footage. And now it's, like... You have everything at your fingertips. Like you watched, I mean, there's a New Japan World app. I could watch yeah. the G1 on my phone. It's insanity. Oh yeah. And but it used to be like you had to wait for like Real Hero to upload it. Mm-hmm. Like even like in my times, like you had to wait for Real Hero to upload Wrestle Kingdom. And sometimes it like he couldn't get uh, a good copy of it for three weeks, and then he would upload it, and then it would get copyright striked, and then it would be down in two days. So if you didn't yeah. watch it, you're kind of screwed. So it's it's awesome to be there now. So oh yeah. Uh, well, Dom, I want to – well, Wenzel, you want to do your little bit? Yeah. What's okay. your favorite cheesecake? Uh, favorite cheesecake? Uh, pumpkin cheesecake. Really? That's, That's like a good answer. Yeah. yeah. Two times. Yeah, two times we've gotten that. I'm, uh, I'm, just, I'm just a basic white dude, so like, I, like, <laughs> yeah. I like pumpkin stuff, so it's about that time of the cool. year where I'm going to get real pumped yeah. to, eat, to, eat some, to eat everything pumpkin. Like Me and Gargano might have been the two happiest kids in the world when they did pumpkin quest bars uh, when I was first training. Like We bought all the pumpkin quest bars. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I actually very much like pumpkin. I – I saw where they already had like you know the Werther original butterscotch. They already have the pumpkin ones like oh, in stores, and oh, it's like man. the first week of August. <laughs> oh well, I'm a I'm a very big sheets connoisseur, and they have all kinds of Halloween candy at sheets already. And it is it wasn't even August yet; it was the end of July. I was like, wow, we are really jumping the shark on this one. Yeah, <laughs> see, we we don't really have sheets it, where we we live in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. We don't have sheets. We don't have Wawa. I don't get the whole controversy Ooh. with that. So I'm guessing you're a sheets guy. I am a sheets guy. Um, so you'll laugh about this. I was I was booked in Brooklyn last week, and when you cross a certain line, you lose sheets and you get into Wawa's, and it's a very depressing state. But I needed gas so bad, I had to stop at a Wawa, and uh, I ate. And Wawa has great quesadillas. I'll give them that. <laughs> but that is all I'm giving Wawa. I feel like we may need to. Edit I got this. my. No, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> uh, Gregory Iron will come to my defense on this, no matter what. The handicap hero will come to my defense on this. Doctor Daniel C. Rockingham will come to my defense on this. Everyone will come to my defense on this. You go to Wawa, good quesadillas. Best thing they have there, but it's still inferior sheets. Okay, putting that, laying that gauntlet down. They have two good things. I take that back. <laughs> Quesadillas, Coke freestyle. That's it. <laughs> okay, and the Coke freestyle. If sheets wanted to, they could probably do it, but I think they have to deal with Pepsi, so they have to do Pepsi and Coke products. My goodness. Well, Dom, thank you so much for coming on. Like, uh, I knew uh, again. Like, 
I remember when Dylan was like, "Hey guys, you guys really need to." I like it was like a year, when, however long ago. I lose track of time so easily. Dylan was like, "You need to watch this match," and he sent me one of your matches, and I was like, "Oh yeah. yeah, this guy's really good. This is what I like." And then I remember watching like the Stallion match at Punk Pro. Oh, yeah. You had WrestleMania weekend, and like that match was insane. I love both of you guys. So yeah. I thank you so much for coming on. Um, you want to do any plugs? Obviously, yeah, plug away. Yeah, little uh, known on Stallion match. That was literally I messaged Kurt. I think because like we weren't even friends before it, um, and now we were really good friends after the match. Uh, I think I pulled him aside and I said, "Hey, we're like the first match of this amazingly long weekend of wrestling. So uh, let's make everything have to do everything to pass us up." And that was what we thought we did. But uh, yeah, and then. Let's see. Plugs. Uh, Twitter, at DGreen, D-G-A-R-R-I-N-I-B-C. Um, so that is my Twitter. Um, my Facebook is just my name. Um, I'm a little bit more personal on there, but feel free to add me. I tell everybody that. Like, I don't even post that much on it, but yeah. I, it's, I'm there. And it, honestly, I get messages from fans all the time, and I will reply because the fans are everything. Um, so feel free to add me on there. Um, Instagram is at DGreenyBJJ. Um, I could have changed that tag, but it's just dumb at this point then I have to change it <laughs> um, and then I do have a pro wrestling tea store I, I prefer everybody gets my my shirts in person but if obviously you know if you guys are from Tuscaloosa so it'd be difficult for you guys like yeah. if I wasn't doing shows here yeah, to come up to Cleveland to, yeah or wherever I'm at although yeah. I do travel quite a bit um, so that is going to be at the, so that's going to be pro wrestling tea slash uh, D Greeny and then uh, I'll just give AIW a little plug here we have a show coming up in September September 15th right yeah just September 15th or 16th <laughs> I'm the worst with dates. I'm sorry. It's hard to keep up sometimes. Yeah, especially with all because we're running a lot for AIW. September fifteenth, uh, AIW, and this is more so uh, for any pro wrestlers that want to get better. We are bringing in Dean Malenko to do a clinic that mm-hmm. day. So um, we had just had Arn Anderson in in July, and now we're bringing Dean Malenko in. So uh, if you want to learn how to wrestle from one of the best ever, especially on the mat, uh, come on up to Cleveland. Um, I believe uh, Shop AI Wrestling has the link for that so feel free to head on over there and hopefully you know i could see you guys up there in training well awesome thank you so much for coming on and uh i think that's gonna do it what's up everyone tanner back here with the all you can hear podcast with me for this segment i have wenzel hey i have slept i have colt what's up and i have special guest tank what's up guys thanks for having me on the show oh no problem no problem and we're just going to be going over, like, this is <coughs> Tank's retirement weekend. And it's like, you know, I've been wrestling for longer than these two have been alive. Fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're just going to be talking about, like, what this weekend means to him. And I guess that's what how we're going to go off. Of, like, Tank, what does this weekend feel to you? You know, first round match, Matt Riddle tonight. How does that, What like, what's going through your head? Like, how does that feel, you know, this is climax? I've been trying to just deal with it as good as I can all week because I've been a nervous wreck. I've been trying to clear my head because uh, this business has been my passion for 21 years. And I uh, decided to give it up because, man, I, I have a beautiful family at home that, that need their dad. I got a 19-year-old who hates me because of wrestling. 11-year-old who uh, she's kind of dealing with it. Man, I have a nine-month-old, so – I don't really want her to be a part of any of this yeah. circus we call wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> She's come to a couple of the shows, and, like, she'll hear me cut promos, and she'll kind of look around like, hey, there's Daddy. Oh, there he is. And then she'll we'll just stick a bottle in her mouth, and she's good. It just means a lot. You know, I get to retire in my hometown. Yeah. You know, a lot of guys, they, they have to quit because of injury or just 
Uh, just getting too old. I'm, I'm 46, so I still I got a few years left in the in the tank, so to say. <laughs> and I got my health. I mean, I have a few banged up uh, shoulders and knees, but nothing I can't deal with. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's going to be an emotional night. I'm a crier. So if you see a fat guy cry, don't make fun of me because I'll cut little promos in the back before big shows at different shows, and I'll just start squalling, and then they're all looking at me like, what the hell is he crying about? <laughs> That's just me, man. I'm just the the passion that I've had for this business for so long. I mean, I've been watching this since I was nine years old, yeah. So, and I've loved every minute of everything I've done. I mean, I mean there's a few guys I've had to beat up and rough up. I've always apologized to them. Yeah. <laughs> it might take a while. It might take a week or two. I always get a hold of them and say, hey, sorry that happened. And everybody's cool with it because I took a few ass whippings when I started. So. <laughs> it's just so cool to me that, like, you're – I mean, you're so respected. It's, I mean, especially in the southeast, you're just – everybody just has the utmost respect for you. And the fact that you get to go out on your own terms – is is great. You got to pick your opponent for winning the Scenic City Rumble back yes. in March. So you got to hand pick Matt Riddle to be your opponent. And it's just it's so because you know a lot of guys do have to retire because of injuries or or you know just all sorts of circumstances. But you get to go out on your own terms. I, I think that's in, incredibly cool. So yeah, I, I believe so too. And I picked Riddle for just the simple fact that he's the top deal going today. Yeah. And if I beat him, hell yeah. If not, then I'll come tomorrow night and try to sell some merch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna have merch by the way. Anyway, yeah, man. I just uh, like I said, I, I'm able to quit on my own terms. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's I like I can't fathom. Like that's just again because there's just so many people, especially in wrestling. Like people like don't because I mean these are these three's first wrestling show ever tonight, and like there's not a whole. You know, like in sports, you see a lot of guys have to retire because, you know, like concussions or, you know, leg injuries or arm injuries or something. But, like, the fact that you get to go on in your own terms, I think, again, is just a great, especially for the kind of matches you've wrestled for your yes, whole career. Yes, yes. I've done uh, – I'm very well known as a deathmatch wrestler. I mean, I've been all over the country getting hit with light tubes and roll around in barbed wire and thumbtacks or you name it. I've probably been hit by it. But, you know, I, I don't want to be labeled as a deathmatch wrestler. Yeah. I'm just a wrestler who happens to do deathmatches. Yeah. And I got pretty good at them. I mean, I was you – know, I've done, like, a lot of the hardcore matches before I got into deathmatches. And, um, you know, I, I grew up in the South. I grew up watching Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair bleeding all over the place. Yeah. And when I got into wrestling back in 96, I had promised my mom I would never bleed. And, like, the second show she ever came to, I I bled. And she was like, nope, not going back. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it's just a – I don't know. The death matches are cool. I mean, I got to wrestle Tremont mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. He's wrestling Onita this weekend. Yeah. And if it wasn't for this show, I would be in New Jersey. Oh, absolutely, yeah, to see you know, Onita I, uh, live. Just to insane. see him because you know, he is the forefather of deathmatch wrestling. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Pogo, you know, he just passed away a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So hats off to Tremont. Go kick his ass. And – uh Hopefully, I can get through tonight and get a victory over Matt Riddle. If not, like I said, I'll hang out tomorrow and we'll eat cheesecake. Yeah, we will. <laughs> we'll be. Yeah. I, you know, this is this like this is my my last weekend in the business or in ring. I'm I'm not gonna go away. Yeah. 
you know, I'm a pretty good, uh, what we call a finish guy. I can come up with finishes off the top of my head mm-hmm. and shoot them to guys. And any guy, anybody that, that wants to listen to me and want to learn the business, they can always hit me up anytime. Absolutely. And that, and that's what, like, again, because, you know, there's not many athletes that have careers that span two decades. Like, you don't see that in, in like, football or baseball or anything. But in wrestling, that's, that's the cool thing, that people can have these – two, three, four decade careers and, you know, not bad night. So, and you've gotten to wrestle, I mean, some of the world's finest in the ring. Who, who to you has stood out in the ring throughout your career? And you're like, that guy, that guy is, he's good. First time uh, I ever went to Cornelia, Georgia for NWA Wildside, I, I, I just went to visit just to check it out because Dan Wilson was announcing mm-hmm. and I hadn't seen hardly anybody on that roster and, uh, there was a, a guy, you might know who he is, uh, AJ Styles. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I saw him come out. He had on these wind pants, and I was like, well, the look's not too good. But then I saw him do a shooting star press in the top rope to the floor, and I was like, this kid's going to make it. Yeah, and this was what, what year was 2000. this? Yeah, so, like, that was October 2000. About. And uh, I did some time uh, up at, uh, at IWA Mid-South seeing CM Punk for the first time. I'd, I'd seen videos of him. I mm-hmm. never watched him in person. And they got to go in the ring and roll around with him. I'm like, yeah, this kid gets it. Yeah. Chris Hero, another one. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of these guys I saw, like, Roderick Strong came through Wildside, and we just made fun of him because he had on these little tearaway pants. We kept walking by and ripping them off of him. <laughs> <laughs> and he was another one. I, you know, I was like, he kind of had a bad attitude at the time, but then he learned the business yeah. and learned to respect it. And, uh, yeah, I've just seen so many guys, that, and guys I've been in the ring with. Mm-hmm. Cesaro, I still call him Claudio. Yeah, uh, Seth Rollins, um, you name it. I mean, I've been on tons of shows with these guys. Yeah, and you know, and then they always came to me for advice, and it's kind of cool now that they're where they're at, and yeah. they're asking me questions about you know, how do you think this would look, or how do you think this would look, and I'd be like, Yeah, man, go for it. I mean, that's kind of, I mean, that's got to make you feel good because you just see all these people that I mean, you had a direct influence on, and now you know they're out there. You know, killing it, whether it be in, you know, WWE or Ring of Honor or, you know, Punk with that UFC deal. Yeah. I mean, He'll so, be back. He'll be back. Oh, yeah, I, I think so as well. But uh, it's just, it's so cool just to see the kind of influence you've had, you know, on all these guys throughout the year. And again, it's just insane the amount of respect. Like last night after we recorded, Papa Hales was just talking about Tank and like we were talking about Tank and like, this, like it's one of the cool things about the Scenic City Invitational and I'm excited to talk to Dylan and Josh about this, but like, of course, you have the overarching story. You know, it's a tournament, blah blah. But I think the the highlight of the weekend is Tank's retirement weekend, and the fact that you're in the tournament, you're against Riddle. I mean, you could win the whole thing. Yep. I mean, that's very plausible. You could win the whole tournament, and you know, in you know, just be never have to defend it, and then yep. just be like, oh, I'm forever. Oh. I want it, now I'm done. Yeah. Screw you guys. I mean, that would be the home. best way to go out. That's like Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl and just, just, just retiring. Just retiring, yeah. Yeah, just, just dropping it. Uh, one, one last thing I do want to ask you. If there was one guy, so obviously I know Riddle's a big match mm-hmm. for you. I know you talked about it last year at SCI. You wanted to get in the ring with Riddle. If there was one guy you could look back and be like, man, I wish I could have shared a ring with him. Who would who would that be? Bruiser Brody. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Bruiser Brody. Again, for those that don't know, Hugh, I mean, not even so much a deathmatch guy, just like the biggest, baddest, 
I mean, literal big, just incredible guy, super, I mean, he, he kind of put the, like, crazy, I don't want to say crazy people, but, like, he was on the map of being, like, this insane guy, kind of like an Abdullah the Butcher, no. uh, of just doing a bunch of crazy shit, pretty much, <laughs> uh, and it, it, it was awesome. Yeah, he was uh, one of my favorites growing up, and, I mean, first time I'd ever seen him was here in Chattanooga, he wrestled Abdullah, and they were brawling all through the st- all through the crowd, and I'm crying because they're getting so close to us. And I, was, I was like nine or ten years old. <laughs> but then when I got older and saw the Japan stuff, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. This guy's awesome. But I've got a, a, a long list of guys that I would have loved. And of course, everybody wants to wrestle Ric Flair. Yeah. That one time. and uh, But I've got to share the ring with a lot, you know, I mean, some Hall of Famers. Dusty Rhodes, mm-hmm. Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson, Abdullah the Butcher. So, like I said, my time has been fun. Oh, absolutely. And I've, like I said, I wouldn't have changed anything for the world. I know I never got signed and never blah, blah, blah. That's everybody's goal. But like Dusty Rhodes told me uh, a couple of years before he passed away, he was at a show with me and Iceberg and said, if I'd have had you guys in the 80s, we would have made a shitload of money. <laughs> so I was born uh, just a few years too late. So. <laughs> I mean, I mean, from from a fan perspective, it's been so fun. Like, I, I haven't been a fan, you know, as long as, you know, like a Papa Hills or any of them. Like, I've been a fan for about a decade. But just going back and watching some of your old stuff and watching, like, your current stuff. And, like, you doing cool th- Like, this year, I think, has been one of the more fun years of your career just because you have the whole retirement tour. And, you know, you did that death match with Jesse at uh, Subgraps. And you had the Tremont match. And tonight you get... Oh, my bad. And tonight you get the, the Riddle match. Yes. And, like, who knows what, like... If Gunnar Miller or Shane Marks was to win that match, you could get Gunnar Miller tomorrow night, or you could get Shane Marks tomorrow night, or and then you just go on and win the whole tournament. And yeah, I'm I'm owing two against Gunnar Miller, so I, I owe him an ass whipping. Yeah. So, <laughs> nah, man, Gunnar's a good guy. If anybody in this area is going to make it, it's going to be him. Absolutely, he incredibly nice. Every I mean, everybody from that I've ever interacted with from this area, whether it be just people or fans. Or wrestlers, promoters, anybody, everybody's just super nice. But uh, I think that about does it. If uh, if y'all are y'all are down, uh, so Tank, hit us with your plugs. Just pull up, plug whatever you want on retirement weekend. You get that one last merch surge. Oh yeah, man! <laughs> I will have shirts at the show. If I don't sell them all this weekend, I will. I will. We'll PayPal some shit, and you can. I'll send you a shirt. And I'll have some pictures and all that good stuff. I've never really sold pictures before. My wife's like, how much are we going to sell this shit for? And I was like, I don't know, dollars. <laughs> <laughs> never had pictures. Nobody wanted pictures of my glass. So. But maybe being the last weekend, maybe I can sell a few of them. Uh, but I'm on Twitter at Tank uh, underscore established 1996. Uh, Facebook is my real name, Warren Hollander. And, yeah, just if you listen to this and if you watch the show, just hit me up. You know, I'll just shoot the shit with wrestling. Absolutely. Tank, I would like to thank you for coming on to the show. It's, thank I mean, you. Huge honor uh, to, for having to me. get to talk to you, and uh, I think that's going to be a wrap. Wait, I have a question. Oh, hit. What's your favorite cheesecake? <sighs> I do. I just like plain-ass cheesecake. Thank oh. you. Yes. <laughs> well, it, yeah, it's good. So. I mean, like, like City Cafe, they have tons of different cheesecakes, but I just like plain-ass cheesecake. Good, we're going to have to kick Nick Iggy's ass because he's been giving me shit about it for like <laughs> six months. Awesome. All right. Well, thank again. Thank you so much. And hey, I think that's thank y'all.